Ain't nobody got time for that. Welcome y'all to the battery. Hello, darlings. Do you want more of the Duke? Both my albums are for sale here, smooth as silver. I hope you have to press repeat, y'all. Japan! Yay! Episode 198! Hello, and welcome to show 131 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. I've got this weird feeling of deja vu. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have, no, I have no idea. It just feels like I've done this before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, we do this every week. Yeah, we do it every we week. Did this last week, yeah, yeah exactly. we did. Yeah, well, but, well, two of us did it last week. Well, 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 oh, no, you did it! Nice. Oh, yeah, two of us did it. One wasn't here. Uh, but let's... You never know. That's the way you feel, diva, like the flaucet. He may have, you know... Like giving his presence to us tonight, you never know. Let's do introductions and see if he's actually. All right, who's here. who? Uh, we've we've got Chinny here. I think he's here this week. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back, C. Oh man! Oh man! Ah! 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 Hello. Yeah. Yay. I'm, I'm not not ill anymore. And Yay. he was early. <gasps> yeah. Making up for lost time, huh? Houses. Wowzers. And we've also got the Duke. Oh, yeah. I was in Scotland for all of August. It was the darkest time of my life. <laughs> Mostly because they call cookies biscuits. I didn't like that at all. It was an incredible culture shock for me. Tough to adjust. But I tried for a few weeks. Sure, I pass you the chocolate chip biscuits. Let's have biscuits and milk, everybody. I love Oreo biscuits. <laughs> but in the fourth week, I couldn't handle it no more. Those are biscuits. Those are cookies. Cookies are cookies and biscuits are biscuits. If you call cookies biscuits, then what do you call biscuits? Because I'm not saying scones. <laughs> yeah, new Hannibal Burris album, everybody. It's called Animal Furnace. So check it out. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. It's funny. Look, I like, I like the guy, but he knows nothing about biscuits. He needs to give that up, man. What's that? You like the guy? Fine. Stop there. Yeah. Knows nothing about biscuits. What That's does he know? part of the album that has anything to do with biscuits. Yeah, he comes to our country once and then he thinks he knows everything. Uh, this horrible review here, the article about him in a student paper and sex and other Pardon? stuff. Pardon? Uh, he talks about sex at one point. That's a bit. Anyway, who bit, are you? Yeah. Anyway, I'm the daddy and all Yay. that kind of stuff. Uh, so, Chini, are you better? You're feeling better now? Yeah. Has yeah. Has the rash cleared up? Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. No, um, more, no more itchy balls. Um,. No, Stuart. I'm just going to play along with your little game. <laughs> um, by the way, by the way, um, I've I've made a purchase this week. Uh oh, yeah. I, I know what time it is. Yeah. Story, story, story time. Because all over again. Because as you know, we we did the play date thing, right, and the meetup and all that oh, kind of stuff. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah meetup thing, and we we played on gaming PCs, you know, and. Well, you did. They were they were kind of cool and and stuff. Eh. And 
Although, right. You gaming PCs too? Well, no. No, right. That's... To be fair, I haven't bought a gaming PC, but I have... A DOS emulator on your iPad. No, I have ordered a new graphics card for my existing ah. PC. So, oh, my God. I, I know. I, in fact, right, I got... He does all right, doesn't he, In fact, the other day... Oh, yeah. No, no, it's only 47 quid, so it's not... Oh, like, 47 quid? Yeah. <laughs> no. Listen, it's not a massive investment. It's better than bloody 600 quid for a new PC. But listen, but I basically, I basically took the, took the case off the, off my shuttle to have a look inside and I'm okay. Well, listen, listen, listen. no, yeah. it's a shuttle computer. Door in your underwear? That is an old PC. <laughs> it's, it's called a shuttle. They're, they're, they're very cool. But they're basically a very small PC that packs a big punch. Anyway, the thing is, right, I took my case off. the size of the boat, baby. Uh, exactly. It's the motion of the ocean. So I took my casing off. Not the size of the penis. It's the way you pushed in. No word of a lie. There was enough fluff inside my PC to have made a wig with it. Oh, dude, you need to post that to tech support gore. <laughs> it's, so, a, it's all about people with all their messed up tech so, support. Things. I got the Hoover inside it and hoovered all the dust out. Right, I'm thinking. <laughs> or did you do the Eddie Izzard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But unfortunately, the graphics card is the fan, and I left the case off. Ran a game on it, and it is the graphics card heatsink fan that's really. It, it, it literally, I think the bearings have gone on it or whatever, and it sounds awful. It, it the bearings have gone, mate. Bearings yeah. It sounds like it's going to shake itself apart. Yeah, if it, if I'd have taken it to someone, they'd have gone. Yeah, they would have done that. Job out, mate, sir. Scott the pot, sir. Could yeah. get him next week. Yeah. I think your bearings have gone, mate, sir. Won't be next week. Oh, yeah, ain't afraid to fall out. Cost you a million dollars. But to be fair, the, the graphics card in it is five years old. You know. Oh, jeez. So it's, it's done its day. Ain't nobody got time for that. But I can't believe how cheap graphics cards are now, right? Because depends on the graphics card. Well, I'm getting a gigabyte graphics card that you know is is meant nothing to me. Gigabyte. I have no idea if that's a good gigabyte. Time. It's meant to be oh, gigabyte. It's meant to be pretty good. It supports you know DirectX 11 and you know all that kind of jive. It's got an HDMI out, so I'll connect. Yeah, but are you overclocking? What's your oh, no, SRAM and cube? Beta. I don't. Know. I'm not doing all that crap. But well, it's gonna. It's not gonna help you at all to have a good. You've eaten, no, reading the reviews, reading the reviews, it'll run sort of Battlefield 3 on sort of high settings at about 30 frames a second. Well, so let me it's ask not, you this. Not if really, the graphics card is all it takes to do that, then why are people spending all this money on overclocking and well, because, SRAM? Because shit. they want to run it on extra or whatever it is, extreme high settings at 60, at 60, 70, 80 frames a second with everything turned off, all full particle effects and anti-aliasing and all the other shadowing and God knows what else. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, anyway, the thing is, by next week, I'll hopefully be able to play at least some more of the like uh, PC type indie games. Oh, you know? He's gone to the dark side, Chinny. We've lost him, man. He's going to be Got like it. Minecraft on the PC, and he's going to be yeah. making fun of us for playing on the console. Let's uh, let's, let's treat him like a, a bitten zombie and just shoot him now. Yeah, really. a bitten human and shoot him now for his own good, man. You'll thank us for this. Yes, and I'm doing it at the right time because the Steam sale is about to start, isn't it? Oh yeah, when? Uh, Summer blowout. Anytime soon, apparently. Yeah. But apparently it's been some info has been leaked as to what it's gonna include. Everything for two dollars, that's what it's gonna include. Yeah, so yeah, so I've, I'm picking it at the right time, but 
it might not work, but I'm going to give it a whistle. I mean, the processor is actually quite good in here, so you know, it's a dual core processor and all that. So it's dual might, core. It's dual core. This was this was cutting edge when I got it. It was cutting edge. Everything's cutting edge when you get it. Yeah, true. Well, except my iPod because that was old when I got it. But I can upgrade my RAM if I want as well. So there's quite still a few things I can do with this PC, you know. And it, it runs. It runs okay. You know, I may need to reinstall. <laughs> Windows. It runs, mate. I know. I may need to reinstall Windows at some point and clear all the. Oh, reinstall Windows. Oh. So I might have to do that as well. But aren't you the elite hacksaw? Yeah, really. He does all right, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, you know, but RAM's cheap as chips as well. You can get RAM for next to nothing, like 20 I got RAM. J-RAM, though. I got RAM at my fish and chip shop. <laughs> I went in there, I said, can I have a uh, sausage and chip special, um, bag of fish and chips, and well, have, you got any, have you got any large RAM? That's <laughs> just a weird... Large, yes, we do, that. sir! That's like, that's like some weird Radio Monty Python sketch. Fresh in your drink, governor! <laughs> They're all real street girls from the streets of Sussex, they are. Uh, so, yeah, so by next week, I may be PC gaming again in oh, some shape or form. Sorry. Oh, God, And you're not very good because you're not playing it, and I am. <laughs> the graphics are so much better. Uh, We're in Master Race. But, to be fair, right, I will... play on a console. <laughs> My- <laughs> my main games will still be played. This <laughs> the start of the show is on. very different to the first start of the show we made. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. Oh, this is a great start of the show. Yeah, I had a great joke in the first one about <laughs> me having a hard-on driving down a motorway, which no one's going to understand. <laughs> it's because we've gone in a different direction with this. Oh, is it weird? Like, I tell it now. Two intros to the show, and each one's completely different. Hey, that reminds me. I heard a good joke recently. Shush, Stu, about your PC gamer. Um... Knock, knock. Who's that? Control Freak. Now, you're supposed to say Control Freak who? Go ahead. Control Freak who? <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. Do it again. Say Control Freak who. <laughs> That's brilliant. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like it. Oh, that's funny. Very good. Well, that was a good joke. It's a good joke. Ha! Oh. Anyway, you were saying about your new dumb game PC? Yeah, well, not yet. I'm still. I'm waiting for the graphics card to come. So hopefully, I love your unbiased <laughs> opinions, Luke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, my dumb gaming PC crap thing. Um, but it is gaming. I mean, my PC is a gaming rig. I'll be a very old gaming rig. Yeah, a gaming rig for 1995. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not quite that old. It's probably no, 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 no. I'm no, 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 sure, sure, sure. About sure. 2005, 2006. I got it. So you know, it's about seven years old. So it's a very old. PC, but you know, it's a good shuttles are made to last forever. Yeah. Shuttle. Little shuttle, but you get a bare bones thing. But the problem is, right? I can this graphics card's about as big as I can go because you can't upgrade the power supply. You see, so to get anything bigger, I need a bigger power supply in there. Jeez. Yeah, so it only supports anything that will do up to three hundred and fifty watts on the PSU. So yeah, and they can't upgrade it. That's it's built into the into the. Casey, have you have you heard of shuttles? Like the interesting thing about that is, <laughs> let's move on, dude. Yeah, let's move on. Um, okay. So, Ginny, as we know, you haven't been here, and uh, you know you did drive home with a huge hard on because you got mixed up between Anadin and Viagra. Uh, although no one understands what. <sighs> See, you're killing my jokes, man. You're Sorry. killing my jokes. I'll come back with... again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too late. We went in a different. Right again. Start over. Edit this out. I'm yeah. like Bill Hicks, and you're like that guy that copies Bill Hicks. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so. Um, as you've not been on for two weeks because you were devering off and stuff and devering, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. shut up. Um, what have you been playing? What have you been up to? 
Um, so I have been, I think I have changed because I used to, <laughs> <laughs> this is only funny to, it's to, hilarious because when he did it the first time he was all full of energy, but now yeah. he's having, a, it's like Groundhog's Day with this it's, podcast. Uh, it is. It's crazy. So how are you guys, you know, last time we spoke, you were, you were enjoying. Oh, yeah, the, you were all hot Yes, up I was enjoying prototype. Yeah, no, was, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. It was all, <laughs> but for people that. For people, not. shut up! For people that don't know me, uh, <laughs> I, I like to finish games, right? I like to I like to play them, finish them, and get them done, uh, regardless of how bad they are. But I think I've come to a point where I cannot waste my fucking time on shitty games. Life um, is short, man. Life is short, and I'm getting older, and I'm pro- I'm not in good health, so I'm probably going to die within the next few years. So I've definitely got to get some good games out of the way. Um, and I just, I just could not play Prototype anymore. It was, oh god, it was getting to me. So I, um, yeah, I just stopped playing it, sent it back, and I thought, here we go, this is a repeat of my job. And I thought, hey, I should play a good game like Mass Effect Three, but oh. instead I played CSI because that's <laughs> a good game. But you love those games, though, don't you? Anyway, I do love those games because they're fun. And awful at the same time. You recognize they're not great games. See how that works? People who like Manic Miner, you can like a game and still recognize that it sucks. Like, if someone said to me, um, CSI is the worst game I've ever played, it's clunky, the acting's awful, you can't control anything, it's, it's very difficult to understand how to do stuff, and it's not very fun, those are all points that I can't really argue with. Um, but I like it, so screw them. Uh, because I just and we like... all have games like that. Yeah, and mine is CSI. So well, yeah. I mean, I've never played a full CSI game, but I've played a couple of the demos, and I've always kind of enjoyed them in a weird yeah, sort of they're way. They're my guilty pleasure, and yeah. they're, they're made by a, a developer that clearly are doing this just because, I don't know, some kind of cash-in or something, who cares. But uh, they also made um, the, the Walking Dead game. Yeah. Oh, there's a good link. Yeah. And I've also been playing The Walking Dead game. Oh, the second Epi- one. Episode one. No, episode, episode one. one. I like it because it's good. Um, yeah, so forgive me, listeners. I've already said this, so it's a bit arbitrary. Only a bit of this, though, to be fair. This is when it all went a bit pear-shaped. We're on our right now getting to the part right, where we're like, reality so latched in on itself. So, yeah, it's, no, it's a very good game. I really like the art style. I really like the characters. There's some good funny moments in it would you believe uh, but most of it is like serious and uh, uh and you know like touching as well it's quite it's quite cool there's a little girl you gotta look after her and you care for her and you you genuinely like i do i genuinely care for her do you know there's... what she she is the first child character in a video game that isn't annoying no she's not annoying and she, she's she's definitely somewhat i mean i suppose it's a little bit annoying. like uh, you know reaching for the heartstrings you know it's a bit of a it's not very subtle but you know, she's she's not annoying, and, and she's she's kind of like fending for herself because she's already survived on her own for a few t- for a few days. So you you kind of think, yeah, you know, she's a bit of a tough girl, which is kind of cool. Um, but she's so little and vulnerable. So you do you know? know do you know what good. I also think? I think it's like um, she's also addicted to crack. She's. <laughs> I think she is like your conscience in the game. Yeah, and and my even crack does not smoke conscience. No, I mean after, my conscience does not smoke crack. This after, is your conscience. After finishing the second episode, even more so, 
because she she almost guilted you into making decisions that see what he's done. See what he's done here, Dick. He, he's turned the conversation that I. So started. what do you think, Ginny? Uh, no, I, no, no. I'll come to what I think about episode two. But I just it, it's only good because I've played it and you haven't played it. No, three by the time you play two, so that I'll be talking no. about. No, I'm only putting it out there. What do you think? That's what I think. I think she's like your conscience. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a conversation breaker. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Who everyone? One hundred thousand pounds an episode. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't think I've played it enough. Like, um, I've not finished episode one yet. Um, I don't, I don't feel like I've got to know enough to um to to kind of realise that. I suppose maybe you'll, you'll, I'll get that impression by the end of two. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's very good. Um, and uh, yeah, they probably got all their best practice by making the CSI games, most likely. But I, I don't think. I mean, even so, even got though all the shit out of their system, and then when even though this has high production values in most of the games it made, I still think this is fairly low budget in the scheme of games. In the scheme of games, but it's probably one they're mostly. I, I, I reckon they put a lot of time and effort. Maybe their biggest budget game was Back to the Future. Yeah, because I mean they have to acquire the license and get the voice actors and into so probably Back to the Future as they. Yeah, concerned. I think I think this is way better than Back. Back to the Future is good. It's not it's not a bad game. Like that, yeah, but this is definitely better. You think I'd buy that? Like, straight yeah, you away. would. You would. But this is definitely better. I think there's less focus on puzzles in this game and more about characters and conversation and decisions that you make it's less about the, there are puzzle elements in it and it, but there's even less in the second episode than there is in the first one you know there's even less puzzly stuff to do so mm. yeah hmm i'll make i'll talk about mine anyway what else anything else so you liking that so yeah so i'll just gotta remind myself what i've been playing um right so i played a bit more of mass Max Payne 3, sorry. Have you not finished uh, that yet? No, I finished it. Oh. Like, I didn't know that they chucked in some extra stuff as well. Like, I didn't really pay attention when I finished it. I just went, blah, finished. All right. Um, so Probably I thought I'd go back to it. When you finish a game. Blah! Like, that's the credits. Blah! So I uh, I thought, I, I don't know why, I just fancied putting it back in. And there's, like, this thing called the New York Minute, where you play, like, small sections of each chapter, and you've got to do it in a minute. But really, it's like it's the, it counts down from a minute. But every kill you get, you get five seconds. Yeah, right. Okay. It's like a, kind of like an arcadey type thing. Um, and there's a scoreboard for the soft lock, and there's a scoreboard uh, for free aim. And I actually, it's the first time that I played it free aim. Uh, sorry, soft lock, because I played the whole game free aim. And I actually prefer it free aim. So that was a bit of an eye opener. And you can change it. You can change the character to like classic Max Payne. So it's like the 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 PS2 version of Max Payne, where he's got this yeah. stupid grid across his face. Um, and you can you can change your character to any type of Max Payne throughout the game as well. So that's pretty cool. And there's like 100 um, achievement points to do it, so there's some kind of like incentive to do it. So I think that's kind of nice that they put that in. There's all sorts of these chases, which are basically challenges that you can do throughout the, the single-player campaign, uh, which are both achievable but not easy. So... Um, it just gives you an excuse to give it a couple more plays, um, which I might do because I really enjoyed the game. So I'm, I'm, I'll probably just now and again just put that back in. So I think it's nice that they uh, they made a bit of an effort just to, to to give you some reason to go back. Um, something, something. 
something, you know. Uh, I, I don't think everybody's going to do it, but you know, the people that uh, like the game will probably do it. So it's it, they've yeah, done it for the do audience. Anyway, um, yeah, so I played that, and just before we went on the show, um, I started Mass Effect Three. Hey, about bloody time! What do you think of the ending? Yeah, what do you reckon? Great. Like, I've I've only played it for uh, uh, two hours, so the ending was great. Um, <laughs> no, so like, I've just kind of got to the part where it's starting to not like hold your hand so much, like because a lot of the start is uh, you've got to do this and you got to do this, and there's no kind of uh, leaves you on your own. But uh, I've just got to the Citadel. And it's just starting to kind of let me go around on my own. I haven't quite like started the completely. You're on your own, off you go. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, there's, you, you go to another planet after the first planet. Done that. Uh, got all the kind of hey, you know, respect again, all that stuff. Um, hit the way. So I'm I'm kind of getting into it. So two hours in, uh, not quite. Um, start like I, I I just feel like about the end of the the intro, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, like the the, the handholdy stuff. Uh, and, you know, so far, fine. Like, there's not really much I can say about it. Um, uh, you know, I've met, I've met Jessica Chobot. Uh, I saw that. Um, and uh, the one thing that I, I thought that was weird was, you know, Ashley? She's, Ashley's in my game. Yep. Uh, I don't know if she's in anybody else. She was in my game, yep. She's oh, in my yeah. game. And she has had one hell of a fucking facelift. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. She looks... I, I, first, I looked at her and I thought... Oh, it's Miranda, All right? And he's like Ashley. I was like Ashley, man, you got good girl. Um, wow, wow, wow. that's very nice. I always think it's really weird when you change character models because that was like in Uncharted Three, the the two main women characters, and that looked nothing like they did in Uncharted Two. And it's like, why have you changed? One of them looks really weird, and I was like, why have you changed that? It looks odd. The way I think about it, you know how you know Duke, how you kind of make up stories of yourself, like you've got some kind of psychic oh, yeah. element in Skyrim, and you, you the, the 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 story that I've come up with in my own head is because in my in Mass Effect One, um, slight spoilers for Mass Effect One, um, I I had sex with Ashley because oh. I was playing it as a renegade, and she's a massive racist, right? Clearly, um, <laughs> and so I thought That's oh, she, hot. There you, I find your disregard <laughs> other races cool. Oh, we should God. together. Um, no, so like you know, I, I you know, I, I did the dirty with her, and um, in, in she she popped up again in two, and I was like, uh, she's she's not as hot as Miranda, so who cares? Um, and then she's hot again, right? And I think the story that I've made up is that like she got she saw Miranda and she got all jealous. And she went on some kind of makeover show, or like you know, on MTV. <laughs> and she like she went like, "Time to make you Get look ten yeah." And like Exhibit comes there and goes, and everyone goes, "Oh!" All right, and and she had a makeover, and now she's just come. She's just had this makeover to try and impress me and win me back. Um, so that's what I think has happened. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Interesting way of approaching it. Uh, but, so is uh, it like ten years younger the video game? <laughs> yeah, ten years younger. So everyone has to guess her age. And and uh, yeah, that's the only thing that I thought was weird. Um, uh, what else was uh, weird in Mass Effect? You see, uh, I, don't, I don't think I noticed else. that. I was going to say, I don't think I noticed it quite so much because I didn't remember seeing it since the very first game and it's a while since I've played it. Two. She was yeah, in two. Yeah, only briefly though, wasn't it? Very brief. She pops up and she goes, you're a douche. Bastard. And you just, 
And then she yeah, to be uh, and I just got man, she is like every woman I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I just thought, oh well, um, you know, I'll never see her again. She'll never pop up in some kind of you know important point in my life. Whatever, screw her, which yeah. I did. High five, oh, brother. Oh, so I um, yeah. So she's hot again. But no, you know, maybe Miranda's going to come back, and Jessica Chalbot is now on my ship. Because I didn't like the other news reporter, but Jessica Chalbot is hot. So she went, "Do you want to? Can I be on your ship?" And I said, "Yes, because you work for IGN and you're hot." And she came on the ship, and now I'm going to bang her. You see, I told her to piss off in my. No, I said, I said, because uh, my shepherd will do anything for women. Like he's a complete <laughs> prick. To this is what this is the story I've made up for my shepherd. He, he's he's an absolute renegade to to everyone but hot chicks. Um, hot chicks is the only thing that like can persuade him. That's his weakness. That's his kryptonite. So, um, except for the news report, I punched her in the face. The other one, I just went, "You're a bitch," and I just headbutted her. So, that's yep. Mass Effect Three. Yeah, and I punched her as well. Yeah, she which, which felt kind of bad. I didn't like punching her, but you know, it was. Well, she weird. had it coming, you know. But yeah, yeah, it was very odd. So, anything uh, else? Anything? Um, right. So, I've, I've been playing Minecraft. Oh yeah, I played a little bit of that. Not a lot. Um, all my doors were blocked with obsidian. Um, <laughs> you would do a thing like that to you. John Mess. <laughs> Scott, by yeah. the way, I was playing with him last night. He's got 3,000 blocks of the stuff because of some glitch thing that happened. Yeah, I know. I was with you. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot you were there. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you were. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, that was fun. So has he made an obsidian penis for you? <laughs> Uh, man, because I, I didn't know how to get rid of obsidian because I'm stupid. So I um I was like I had one diamond pickaxe and I thought, well, it must be diamond pickaxe, and it wasn't working. I was like, oh shit, how do I get rid of it? And it was a diamond pickaxe, but it just takes ages to get rid of it. Mm. So I eventually got rid of it all, uh, and then I lost my diamond pickaxe because you'd used it up on your obsidian. No, no, it's I went went to the never and I fell. Oh, that was awful when that happened. I went back and it wasn't there. Oh, that's a real shame. Yeah, that's a real shame. Well, I've I've been playing I've been playing also a prototype game as well this week. <gasps> but I prototype been two prototype two. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's better, but it isn't. It did still you play one? Did you play one? I did play one. I played one, but about the same length of time as you. I played it for about three or four hours, and then I'd had enough. It was like, oh, it was all right, uh, fun. No. And that was it. I had enough now. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough about it that was compelling enough to keep me playing it. There was nothing about it that I thought, yeah, I've got to find out what happens next. I was just like, eh, whatever, whatever. What they've done? What they've done better in the second one? The story's as ridiculous as ever. The AI are just stupid. Yeah. The AI in this game has is just the most ridiculous AI I think I've ever seen. You can, you like, it's like right, you know, you're the dude with the big claw things, right, right, uh-huh. and and then obviously you know you're killing all these, um, you know, enemies and stuff like that, right? Then you run around the corner, you change into a different person and come back. And, like, no one follows you. No one comes to see what you're up to. And then they just start, and you just walk straight past them. Like, not, and they're all, like, like you've just slaughtered 20 soldiers or whatever, right? And then when you come back around the corner after you've sort of, you know, you're, 
levels gone down so they don't notice you anymore. They just carry on patrolling like nothing's happened and there's all this blood. And also, you're the only person that's running out of cars 100 miles an hour. Correct. And you'll run up a building and no one bats an eyelid. And you're running up the side of a fucking building. Like, yeah. running. And they just go, oh, that's Everyone's normal. Like, oh, that's normal. That's, um, what's on TV? Or you'll absorb someone right next to someone else and for a second they'll go, ooh. And then, and then you just carry on walking like nothing happened. Like they've that's just... What sound were they, mate? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... But it's still fun. And what they've done better in this, they've drip-fed the powers a bit more. So rather than just giving you everything within the first hour of the game, they've given me, like, one power, and then you sort of play with that for probably a half an hour, an hour, before you get the next No, one man should have only one power. And (laughs) there's only, from what I can gather, there's only about six different powers in this, whereas in the original, it was like, what else can we do? What else can we do? What else can we do? Oh, I forgot what I did now. You know what I mean? It was like, they gave you so many powers. You no have one means to have all power. What to do with them all, or when to use them, and you just used all different ones, and then you've forgotten how to use the ones that you've been given half an hour ago, because they've given you another ten powers since then. And I think they've made, the, the actual mechanics of the game are a lot stronger and a lot more solid. Um, I'm having fun with it, and the story's kind of better, but it's more of the same. It feels like prototype 1.5 like they've taken the original game and just made it better but you know sadly uh the studio that made it is closed now isn't it so yeah it's gone so yeah but we'll talk about that in the because i've got some other stuff to say about that so we'll talk a bit more later on um i've also played the demo for spelunky yeah i played oh that. yeah yeah i downloaded it but i didn't play it's cool i've got to say and it's the download cool. button was cool it's cool and clever <laughs> But I think I'd need to play the full game to get a better feel of what it does. It's a platformer. It's a plat, but it's not just a platformer. It's a bit. It does all sorts of crazy, and it's, each level it's is dying. Just to use bombs to blow up stuff, and then you, you get the gold, and then you get out. It's like a cross between a lot of other games. And you <laughs> knock this blonde woman on the head in order to yeah. save her from the thing. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. But if you kill her as well, you can. She get if she gets killed before you get to the entrance, it makes sense. You just drop a dead body off. It's a bit weird. Yeah, what's up with that? It's a bit weird like that, but. And then she kisses you, which heals you. Yeah, but it's totally dynamic. Each level is sort of generated yes. randomly, so stuff just generates. And then, so if you play the same level three times, you'd never play the same level three times, if that makes That's sense. Right. Uh, which is kind of cool. And it's it's a little bit like a sort of minor digging game, because you can dig as well and do and blow blocks up so you can get to other areas. Minecraft. And you get bombs to do that. You can collect gold. Do you like Minecraft? It's, well, it's a bit like Minecraft. Just, like, just tell him it is and then he'll play it. You know that, that indie game you absolutely love called Miner Dig Deep? It's, wow. it's a little bit like that, crossed with Tobe's Vertical Adventure. These are all games I don't it, know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a lot of games all mashed together. Uh, but it's cool. It's very clever. I like it, but I don't know whether I'd like it enough to buy it because I've just got too much other stuff to play, and it's it's just not grabbing me enough to buy it. But I can see why it's cool. Does that make sense? Yes. How much is it? Uh, it's it's about a thousand two hundred points. But you can play a free version on the PC, which is what I made <laughs> when I. Oh snap! Now he's bragging about his yeah, PC already. I'm free, so yeah. Damn, I've got it. Are you bragging about your PC? Yeah, so I'll probably do that. I'll probably, when I get my new graphics card, I'll probably pay, play the free. My new graphics card! So good because it's. Anyway, so I played that. Uh, I've been playing. I gave Magic the Gathering a real good play, right? My daughter, Millie, Please. went swimming with a friend on Saturday afternoon for two hours, and I sat at the side while they were swimming, and I basically played Magic the Gathering for two hours to try and get into it. And 
although I'm getting the hang of it, I'm still really struggling. There's so much to learn, and I can see why it's a good game, and I can see why it's cool, but I just can't get my head around everything I need to be thinking about and doing. And the first two... I, I, I completed the first boss, right? Beat them, right? Then you did. I did do, like, challenge levels. Now, the challenge levels are kind of cool, because what they do is the opponent plays their cards in exactly the same way every time you play them, and obviously it gives you a chance to try different tactics and try different ways of doing stuff. So you get practicing, you know, on, on doing different plays. But it's still quite random because it depends what cards you get. It depends on how good the characters you are. I'm still not entirely sure of the different phases and when I can play and when I can't play, and then sometimes it does it differently and I don't understand why. And then I did that, and then I played the next boss, like the next proper challenge, and I beat them. And then now I'm playing this, like, plane walkers thing where I'm playing three other characters, and I have to beat all three of them. And I am really out of my depth, and I have no idea how to beat them. And I'm. Brilliant. But yeah, I'm, I can see why it's a really good game, and I think for people. <laughs> Who have either played the played the proper <laughs> tabletop game or are really into this game? That I think it's a really good good game, and the artwork again, you know, as I said last time, is really excellent. And I've still got to write my review because it's difficult for me to write a review on something that I don't understand fully. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so I feel just that's your review. I don't understand it. I, I can see why it's good, but I don't get it. And I've, I've enjoyed it when I'm winning, but when I'm no idea what I'm supposed to do next, I'm not enjoying it quite so much. And, and once you add those four other players in, it gets really complex, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And every time you win, you get new cards for your deck, so you get different... A winner is you. Yeah, different cards with monsters with different abilities and different spells. and di- But there's all these, like, you've got to tap things, so you get, like... Um, cards that boost your magic or it uses less magic to perform a red spell or you get all these other cards that you have to play to enhance what you're already doing and you have to block as well when they attack you and it's simple in premise but really difficult to get your head around all the little nuances that it does that's Hmm. I don't think it's my yeah I don't think it's my type of game. Maybe I'm just not enough of a geek to uh, really appreciate. Uh, you're pretty big geek. Though. I am. You uh, qualify. You got to be a specific kind of geek. It's yeah, not about being a big or small geek. It's it about is. being a magic geek. Maybe that's, that's a pretty specific maybe. kind of geek. Uh, I have got an update on Day Z or Day. <laughs> Sorry. Which is again a PC game, but not not one I'm playing. Oh, it's you know, zombies. you know, my friend decided to buy it, and at, at last week's show, he, he hadn't got away from the beach really, had he? He'd been struggling, you know, not got mm, not got so far in the game when we talked about it, you know. So he's giving me an update every week, you know, how he's getting on, and yeah. he has escaped the beach, and he has amassed some food and other stuff, and he's found a house where he could hold himself up and and things. Balling. He's worked out how to save now, so he knows he can save his, his game and sort of where he's up to. He got loads of ammo, but he still hasn't found a gun or a weapon, so he's still struggling at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Not a good that ammo's going to do him. He's got loads of ammo, but he's got no gun. Uh, uh, throw the bullets very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's enjoying it. He's, he, for some weird reason, he thinks it's, it's really good fun. And, he said, and I said, have you come across any other players? And he said, well, it's funny you should say that, because today I was playing... It's funny you should say that, because yeah. no. 
I've, and I think he had some. I think he'd found some binoculars or something, right? So he said, <laughs> "My new friend, the binoculars." Just, hey, binoculars. Wilson. He said, "I came. Across, I came across an airport." He said, "And I went in this house, and it was on the back, and I could sort of see the airport and the runway, and I saw the, what I thought was a zombie running at the end of the runway, and then when I got looked through my binoculars, it was another player running, and oh. he could see me, and I could see him, and I thought, "Oh, he'll come and help me. He'll come and help me." And then a load of zombies appeared in between me and him, and he dived in the sea and swam off around the coast. Line, you said no. And then I thought there was a plane going to come yeah. rescue me, and then it crashed right in front of me. And, he, and then I had to start up the tank. And then it was like, "Get ready, the zombies are going to come running when I start this thing up." And then he I said, "Get on the minigun." Another time, he saw a jeep go past with obviously some players in, but that's the only contact he's had with other players in the game. But you I did there, that's yeah, I did. it was very funny. He's left for dead. I know, but yeah. he's t- he's. 200, well, I don't think it's really anything like Left 4 Dead. That's the thing with this game. But he's I know. Two, I, was... I don't know. Whatever. Look, it's 230-odd square kilometers, so it's a, a massive area. So, and all, yeah. well, I mean, I've got some news on that, so we'll not talk too much now because I've got some <laughs> newsy stuff to talk about. news about this game I haven't played. That yeah, knows. well, it's interesting news. You'll like what's coming up. Anyway, we're running about... around all that empty space. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's got plenty of other stuff. There's stuff going on. Anyway, we'll come, we'll come to that in a bit. Anyway, uh, the only other game I played this week is The Walking Dead Episode 2, which I played, sat and played in one sitting, uh, which is about three hours. And this is, this is moving up my potential game of the year. It, oh, it, it really is that good. And I, can't, I cannot tell you, Episode 2 is better than Episode 1. And I thought Episode 1 was great. And this, look, technically, there's issues. Um, I've had a, co- a, a bit of some. There's a weird bit in the game where you have to fight someone, and there was like I could see myself above the person I was fighting whilst I was lying on the ground, which was really odd. So it's got some technical glitches, it's got some stuttering. Sometimes you weren't lying on the person that you were fighting. No, it was very odd. I'll often do that. Yeah, it was very weird, uh, and it's got some stuttering and some frame rate issues. And I've had a couple of issues with um, loading times and things not loading in straight away, and cutscenes just seeming to end for no apparent reason. And and you'd think all that stuff is like, oh, this this game's a bit crap because it does all this stuff. But do you know what? It it just doesn't matter because the script is brilliant. The stuff they make you do right, okay. You know, like for instance, a good example, Max Payne three we were talking about earlier. Okay. Max Payne. I got an achievement which was three hundred headshots or whatever it is in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I killed at least three hundred people and probably I've no idea how many people I killed in the whole game. Possibly five. They all had names, lives, wives. But, they, but this is the thing, and I think it, it means nothing. You play a game like that, and it's just like, oh, whatever, you know, it's just the mechanics of the game. Kill, 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 because that's what you got to do. Cause if you have no conscience or heart, well, it, it doesn't have those it, things. It's just a game. Like we've always said, it's just a game. And it, that's, to me, it's not. Yeah, shut up. That's <laughs> what you've got to do. So you don't bother about it, do you? And it means nothing. What they've done brilliantly well in The Walking Dead, when stuff happens, it doesn't happen very often. But when it does happen, it's something really significant or something really big or something. There were two moments, well, three actually. One came right at the end, which I didn't see coming, but it wasn't anything gruesome. But it was something that I was like, wow, I didn't. That was the hardest decision I had to make. And it, the characters are humanized. You know, they're so you, you can relate to them. The the writing is just the best writing I've seen in a video game, honestly. It's some of the best writing. And don't get me wrong, there are some plot holes and it's not brilliant, but the, the, just the characters are so well 
written and you you believe in them as people almost and that's something that you don't find very often and some of the stuff that happened made me feel not physically ill but like oh my god you know like proper like oh like have either of you watched the walking dead the series the tv series no there's some moments in that where you're like wow that's shocking in this the they're even worse watching a tv show ain't nobody got time for that they're even worse than the TV show shocking moments, and there were it and the, it starts from the get go in episode two, and it doesn't let up from that point onwards. And like I said earlier, there's less puzzly stuff in it, but there's definitely more story stuff. Dece- is, it, the, the sort of puzzles are all action. Is that right? Story, story, story time. Action, but it's all the conversations you have and sort of going with your gut instinct and. There's just there's no right answer. Whichever way you go, something shit will happen. It's the grimmest game I've ever played. Sounds great. It does, doesn't it? It sounds awful. It sounds like, why the hell would you want to play that? No, I get it. I understand. Because there's some it, moments like that in episode one, but you're saying there's yeah. a bit more in two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Worse, though. Worse, where you just like really are shocked and you really are sat there like... And one of them, you can sort of see... I had an idea of something that was going to happen, but not exactly what was going to happen. But it made me feel awful when it did happen. And it's it's a game that makes you. It's the uh, you know apart from Heavy Rain, as much as you hate that game, right? This is the second game. I've, oh, I do hate it. Where I've genuinely felt something. You know, I really felt for the characters, or worried about them, or like gone, oh my god. Well, genuinely felt something. <laughs> yeah, hate. <laughs> Nausea. Nausea. But no, they've, they've... so did you? Did you genuinely feel something with Catherine? No, not in the same way as this. I like Catherine, and I think Catherine's an excellent game, but I didn't feel it in the same way. Because I think what they've done brilliantly well, it's, it's you know, I was talking to someone at work today, about it. it's not a game about zombies. It's a game about people. Zombies are in it, but they're not the focus of the game. Does that make sort of sense? It because does, it, I know what you mean. You think it would be, but it isn't. The focus is on how... That's what I've heard about the TV show as well. Yeah, It's about how the people in this shitty world where everything's gone to shit react to what's going on around them and how you deal with it. And there's one moment where one of the characters said something and I sat there and I was like, oh my God, he's sort of... Give me that thing. But that's oh awful. my God. But that's awful. What he says to you is awful because it makes to him it makes absolute sense what he's saying. But yeah. to you, you're just disgusted by it. Hand me that thing now. Yeah, but you know what, dude? You've got to play this game. It is just brilliant. It's it's potentially, I think now, going to be my game of the year. You know. We said meh. M e h meh. If they keep up this same standard for the the next three episodes, and you know, I was annoyed last week because of all the you know the European PlayStation stuff and it not releasing when it should have done, and I'm not bothered about the delay thing if it's if it's. Good. You bought it on the PlayStation. Yeah, I bought the season pass because it was cheaper, weren't it? It was fifteen quid uh, right. to get the season pass, but obviously they've they've had all the, but they've said they've guaranteed the next episode will be out by the middle of August and there won't be the same issues as they had with this one. So I don't really care about that. I just bought it on the Xbox. Yeah, I just hope I just hope that the rest of the episodes are up to the same standard. I really do because it's it's excellent. You know, it's got its issues, but other than that, it's excellent. You know, cool. It's very very good. And Chini, you will not be disappointed with the end of episode. Oh, that's one, good. Or this one, it's. I I just feel sad that if they'd have invested a little bit more money, a little bit, you know, it would have it would have just taken it up a notch or two with the. But what? The tech stuff, the, the, if they got that a bit better. I love the control scheme. A lot of people complain about it, but I think the control... I don't think that's got anything to do with money. I think that's got to more to do with time. Maybe, but, you know, I just think that... I just feel like 
had they got some more resources and a bit, but then it might not have been the game it is. Had they had that, so I don't know. I just think it's one of the best titles this year. It's just brilliant. It's exactly what I've always been looking for. You know, a game where you affect the story, but the story is the main focus and the characters and stuff. And it, it's, it's, and also, you know, I just wish uh, more developers would do an episodic content type games because. For my life and stuff I have to do, it is absolutely perfect to play a game where you start and finish in three hours and then you can move on to whatever and, and that bit's done. And all these people who are saving up and going, oh, I'll buy it when all five are out, I think they're missing out because to me, playing it and then having to wait is what makes it so cool. It's like, you know, when you were a kid and you used to watch the Saturday matinee things and they always ended on a cliffhanger and then you had to wait dun, until dun. Yeah, dun, la, 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 so to find out what happened. Well, when you play it all in one, that anticipation's gone, and the anticipation is what makes it so cool yeah. for me. Because that was me when we when Lost used to be on, and yeah. it used to end, and you're like, ah, yeah. And that's how I feel with this because I'm like, I finished playing episode two, and I was like, no, I want to know what happens next. But I'm thinking like, I'll have to wait. But it, it was good when I watched Lost on the DVD, and I was like, ah, next episode, yeah, yeah. That's a bit like when I watched Twenty Four because I've watched quite a few Twenty Fours all in one big lump. But no, that's it, it, it's equally as good. Yeah, I guess. But I do, I do feel like the anticipation is what makes it so cool. But the game, oh, man, I closed the tab. Duke, stop playing Skyrim <laughs> and play this game. Play the Walking nope. Dead. I can't. I'm not going to play this during the podcast, am I? No, but you can play. Well, I'm playing other things outside of this game. Play this game. It's you will love it. You can't tell me what to do. You know, I'm, I'm, Eddie? I'm are, really are worried you? now. I'm really worried because I'm telling you to do this. Worried. And then I'm going to be really sad when you go, hey, it's, it's crap and there's plot holes. In this. Well, then stop hyping it up to me. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. How many times have we been through this? Duke, it's probably going to be the best thing you've ever played. <laughs> ever played. Oh. Ever. By the time you had that three-hour orgasm, this is going to be better e- than ever. But yeah, it's you very wish. good. Very <laughs> good. And they, they really have got... This has done everything right what Heavy Rain did wrong, which is good voice acting, <laughs> good scripting. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes a massive difference because they're believable. All all the characters are totally believable. I did enjoy the demo, but you know what? The more you push me, the more I'm going to not do it out of spite. Yeah, I'll well, do whatever you want, but you're missing out if you don't. Do whatever if you, you want. want. If you want yourself one of the best games coming out this year, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, well, you know what? Based on your other Duke, stop I don't it. Know what's going to have an impact? Uh, anyway, Duke, what have you been up to? Yeah, I've been up to a lot of stuff. Uh, the biggest thing I've done, I'm like, ah, this is amazing. This is the first time I've done this in a long time. I've played a game that's brand new and that other people are playing. Yes, I know what this game is. I played it in like two days. I tore through this monster. What? Now, I'll be interested to know whether you agree or disagree with Weekend Confirms. uh, Boy, we're not their friends. They, no, but they, I was really, I didn't like They're not our friends more like. Shut up, Jay, what did they say, friends. Did you listen to the Overseas Connection Hell last no, week? Oh, no, you keep drinking them, but they never answer. Because Rich, because they had the develop, one of the developers of this game, which is Spec Ops The Line, we should have, you know, yes, what game Line. it is. They had one of the developers on the previous week's show, and were bigging up how cool the story was going to be, and all oh, this and that, and it was going to be amazing, and all this that and the other. And then the following week, when they didn't have the developer on, and they played the game. They were like, "This game know. fucking sucks." Yeah, pretty much. And it was, but they didn't really justify why. They they tried to, but they well, didn't. I'll justify why. 
<laughs> okay, it's a good game. In fact, it's a very good game. I will say oh, it's a wow. very good game. It's not a great game, but it is very good. Um, the the gameplay is fun. Um, it's a little frustrating. Uh, there's a little cute thing that says, you know, when the loading screens come up, and it says, when the little text on the screen while you're waiting for the game to load, it'll say, like, Sandstorm's going to appear at any time. Be ready, or whatever. Oh and then one of the things that it says is... Uh, Ammo is scarce in Dubai, so pick your shots. Well, we all know Uh-oh. how good I am at that sort of thing, Uh-oh. right? Uh-oh. So, <laughs> ah, that was kind of frustrating. I kept running out of ammo. But it wasn't as horrible as some games are. Like, it's not – you're not – you probably won't run out of ammo a lot. It's just that I'm not good at conserving it. So well, whatever. They, they said there was a the, – their issue was there was a disconnect. I'll tell you what. Why don't you just play the no, whole no, I'm only telling that. you. No, I'm just telling you what they said and see if you agree. They right. said <laughs> – the story just hang on they said it was a major disconnect with the <laughs> gameplay and the story and that's what that was where their major issue lay <laughs> so is that the same for you god this podcast oh do you want me to great. talk now oh, is, oh look, no one said look it's all about conversation no one said it had to be a monologue <laughs> yeah conversation is well what i think is not i heard this other game podcast no i'm just anyway, to say what they said fine, I you you. It's, fine. it's okay i appreciate your comment. shut the hell up yeah. all right oh god keep your knickers on um so the gameplay is fine <laughs> the, 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 the demo i didn't realize how much of the game the demo is the demo is like the first quarter of the game ah. like it's a significant chunk so for the first quarter of the game, I was like, wow, I've already done this, I've already done this, I've already done this. So, whatever. Um, here's the thing. The story is fine, but the storytelling is not very effective. Um, so, here's the thing. Like, this isn't much of a spoiler, but it's a little bit about what the story's about, and I'm going to give a minor spoiler from the plot summary on Wikipedia. If you don't want any information about what happens in Spec Ops, then, you know, I mean, a lot of this is coming out from the demo anyway, but whatever. Um, you're going to look for this guy, Conrad. First of all, Conrad. Oh, just Conrad, uh, Conrad, you see what they did there? Heart of Darkness, Apocalypse yep. Now. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Pretty clever. Uh, um, that's fine. And you kind of want to know what he's done, and, and there's all this stuff that you sort of get in bits and pieces. But here's the thing. By the time you get about halfway through the game, this is the scenario. Because you're going up against this guy, Conrad. He's got this unit called the 33rd, and they're the damned for whatever reason. Uh, the Wikipedia summary puts it like this. Elements of the 33rd stage a coup d'etat against Conrad in protest, forming the Exiles. So there's two factions that you're going up against there. The CIA has been organizing the insurgents to attack both Conrad's loyalist 33rds and the Exiles, presumably for the benefit of the survivors. So you've got these surviving civilians, you've got insurgent civilians, so, so quote-unquote, you've got CIA agents, you've got the Exiles, and then you've got the 33rd. And you've got your guys. And it's like we try, and you only learn about all these different groups through what people tell you happened elsewhere. And you, every person that talks to you, you're like, I can't trust you. I don't know. You don't know who to trust. And there's all these people coming and going. And it's like when Homer Simpson was getting bored at the Movementarians movie. And he goes, oh, when I get bored, I make up my own movie. And he's like, you mean the cops knew that Eternal Affairs was setting them up? It's this kind of cookie-cutter scenario where it's just like, you don't know who to trust. The movie Safe House is like this with Denzel Washington. Good performances, but dumb movie. It's just so pedestrian and mundane. So... Whatever. Like, when you get to the end, like, and, and, the other, and the worst part about it is all of these, you're supposed to be keeping track of all the story elements that are being revealed to you very confusingly, 
And by the time you get to one of these big moral decisions, it's totally divorced from anything because you don't know what the context is. I read the, I, at the end of the game, I had to go back and read the Wikipedia summary and I read it and like half the stuff on there. I'm like, Oh, really? That's what was going on in that scene. I didn't get that at all. So I think the game does not do a very good job of, cause it's trying to go for atmosphere, which it does well, but that's not always the best way to tell the story. You know what I mean? Like limbo clearly prioritized atmosphere over story and that's okay. But this game, because it has a good story, it's not a great story, but it's a good story. Uh, if they had told the story more effectively, it would have been a much better game as it is by the end. Um, you know, I, I thought it was good, but as I say, not great. The cover mechanic is not perfect. Um, I had to do a lot of sections over and over again because it was kind of hard. Like, it's not an easy game, right? Um, da, 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 da. So is it is it proper cutscenes, or do you get the story revealed by just talking to people in the game? It's both. It's like cutscenes and, um, like, things start to get freaky about, you know, two-thirds of the way through, man. So you're like, what's going on, dude? And then there's also, like, objects you pick up, and it's not clear who's talking because there's that thing, like, in Mass Effect where... You can you pick you have the thing and it's text on the screen and then there's someone talking and it, maybe it's you talking maybe it's not and so it's it's just kind of confusing and then there's this in addition to all these different factions there's also this guy named the Radio Man who's like broadcasting all over Dubai and Radio. you're like what's going on yeah exactly uh, so it's just I don't know like I say it doesn't do a very good job of telling the story very effectively um, now the that said like the end is a pretty good payoff. Like I really like the ending of this game um, because, yeah, it had some real good food for thought. Uh, I, it's not quite on Bioshock's level, but it's in that direction. You know what I mean? It's in that ballpark. So uh, I definitely encourage people to play it for the story. Uh, just don't expect that the story will be told very well or that it'll blow your mind. Um, Do you think, yeah. I mean, how... You see, the problem we've got with games, with any games that are trying to go for story... Yeah. How how did he get past the gamey bit of it? Because that's the trouble, isn't it? Because you've got the gamey bit where it's like shooting people, however many of those people you shoot, and that's the game, isn't it? That's yeah. your gamey part, Maybe going into cover, whatever. And then you've got the story bit, and you're trying to tell a story within that framework of shooting people. What I think is that I think that the game needs to realize that when it's time to tell a story, it should make the story very clear and when you're let's say you're going through you know half hour of fighting right and then you're going to get some story after that during that half hour of fighting sprinkle in some elements you know have them go yeah well when you get to bob in the next city you ask him about steve and you're like what and then you that guy dies or something you he's rushing at you with a knife so you have to kill him okay and then you get to the next city and you're like he mentioned Steve. What is it about Steve? And then that dude in the next city will tell you about Steve. You know what I mean? That's a way to combine interesting gameplay with giving you enough to keep you interested, but keeping the storytelling clear. Because I think a lot of these people who tell stories in video games, especially when it comes to military games, they're like, things are gritty on the ground and it's confusing. When you're in the fog of war, it's hard to tell what's going on. And I'm sure that's true, but that does not make for good storytelling unless the story that you are telling is about the fog of war. But we don't need a game like that because we have all sorts of stories about that. So I think that they need to set priorities and they need to make it clear, you know, and I think they need to get feedback from gamers about how well they're telling the story. Because by and large, gamers put story pretty low on the shelf of what's important to them. Yeah, but that's the issue, though, isn't it? Because, you know, how many people will play that again? Can you skip the cutscenes, by the way? 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, how many people will play that game and just go, skip, 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 all I want to do is shoot stuff. Skip, 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 I want to shoot stuff. Every every review I've read and all the people I've talked to have really said that the story stands out, which it does. So I think that if you're going to do, if you're going to play this just in that way, you're you're obviously going to miss out a lot. And and I don't think that they're really counting on that. Now, that said, yes, obviously that's a danger if a game developer, but, but if again, so I was going to say, if the game developer has that in mind, then yes, of course, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot and they're, that's an impenetrable hurdle unless you make the cutscenes unskippable. However, that said, I think that the problem more is that game developers, except for like BioWare and some others, they don't really put a high premium on story. Like they don't put a lot of effort into their story, which is a shame. But I, I think that the developers of Spec Ops really cared about the story and wanted the story to yeah. be important. Yeah, I think so but, too. But I don't think developers as a whole have figured out how to do it yet, how to have a really, you know, some have, like Bioshock, but, and, and, you yeah. know, and Bioware. And, I think they do a good and job. And Bioware. But a lot haven't. They haven't. Have they, though? Have Bioware sorted it out because well, they fucked up the ending? Well, I don't think they did. I don't I haven't played Mass Effect 3, so I don't know. But, yeah. but, I mean, just in general, Bioware games tend to do a good job telling stories. <sighs> they concentrate on it more than others, yeah. They certainly do. And they yeah. and here's the other thing. I would recommend, hey, look, Spec Ops developers, here what I, here's, and other, other game developers who are listening to my voice right now, both of you, uh, yeah. if... If you if if you have a story that's you're you're trying to get a confusing story across, especially a confusing story. First of all, don't put five factions into the game. That's just dumb. Unless we're going to interact with all of them in meaningful ways, which we're not, and we certainly don't do here. Um, second of all, have people play the game and then ask them to just on a piece of paper write down what the story is. If they don't get close, or if they have a lot of if ten different gamers have different ten different stories that they're telling based on what they got out of it, then you have a problem. And I think that's something people really need to focus on because, like, when I write a story, I'll read it to the Duchess or I'll ask her to read it. And then, like, whatever she says, I need to take that into consideration because when you're writing the story, you're very close to it. And you need to get the opinion of people who are not so close to it to make it clear what has made it out of your head and what you still assume is true and what can the reader or the player infer about the story that you're trying to communicate in a subtle ways. Hmm. So whatever. Um yeah, I do think yeah. it's difficult, and I don't know when we're going to crack that nut, because I think, you know, The Walking Dead is a good example, but the gameplay is secondary to the story. Well, you know, sure. the, the, the gameplay is just to, to facilitate the story, to move the story along. It's not to... You don't play The Walking Dead for the gameplay. You play The yeah, Walking but, Dead for the story. You know, the, the, the solution isn't to make all games like The Walking Dead, is it? No, you know, and that like, isn't the solution either. But I think until... I don't know, because the the problem with all third and first person action games, you know, shooting is the main thing you're going to do You have in to the make game. an excuse to shoot a lot of pe- people. Yeah. But uh, how Fallout, do you put... Fallout, Fallout did it by making ghouls and yeah. zombies, which were basically and zombies. And, and, and like bandits. bandits. You know, yeah. so... You know the way the way you do it is to come up with a good reason, but, like, but which is true. But how do you make the story meaningful around shooting a thousand it's, people? It's going to be rare. I mean, if it's human beings, like, yeah. it's it's almost impossible to do that in any meaningful way. And I think that's the sort of hole that they dug themselves into here. Like it didn't make sense for them to have just one group that you're going up against in like endless waves of these people from this one group. So they're like, okay, we had to have all these other groups, and it just gets stale and predictable after that point you see a good example for me uh, is a very early 360 which was condemned where although you killed enemies you didn't kill 
honestly, very many throughout the whole game. It wasn't like, you know, it, it was sort of, he, he built the game more on story intention, you know, and it wasn't the, the best story in the world, but it was kind of interesting. And, you know, it, it sort of, it was the pacing of it, where I think a lot of first person and, and obviously third person action games, you know, they rely totally on, on the shooting stuff or, you know, in the case of a, a Call of Duty game, it's all about the massive set pieces, isn't it? Well, and this is where the History Channel and Bungie Studios come together because the answer obviously is aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there aliens. you go. If you just send them to an alien planet, then there'd be monsters everywhere. And it doesn't matter why they're trying to kill you. You try to kill them. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole conflict. And then you don't need a story. However, uh, there was one really cool part in the game where, you know, how like when you're looking for a. You know, you're in a recon with Squad Sigma or whatever it is, and that's the objective that appears at the top of the screen. At one point in the game, and the other games have done this, I think, but I can't remember which ones. Uh, at one point, the objective is run, and you're just running, and you just try to get away from whoever's shooting at you. So it's like that part of Amnesia where it's the whole game. That's this part of this game. The other thing that really surprised <laughs> me about Special Ops The Line is the multiplayer is pretty cool. I had a good time with it. Hmm. Um, there's lots anybody of waiting. Played it? Is anybody playing it? There are a few people playing it. Uh, it doesn't say like X number of people are playing right now, so I don't know exactly how many, but I've been in full lobbies several times, and I don't know, it kind of feels like the game that I wanted Future Soldier to be, because like you have some, you know, you don't really have gadgets, but you have like, you know, um, it just has a futuristic feel to it, you know what I mean? And it, uh, you know, the mechanics work well, and it's a good third-person shooter. It's cover-based, so, and it has team deathmatch. That's the other thing. I bet a Future Ghost Recon Future Soldier had a team deathmatch mode, I would probably be much more into that. So, Whatever. Um, yeah, so that's my opinion on Spec Ops The Line. I did not download the 1.8 gigabyte demo for the new MMA game. What is up with that? People, come on. You want me to try your... First of all, if you want me to try your new MMA game, I don't... That's mixed martial arts for those who don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. You got a pretty high bar to clear in the first place. You're lucky I'm even giving it a look. Um, but 1.8 gigabytes for a demo? Really? Really? 8 gig? No, 1.8 gig. 1.8 gig. I was cool off. Really? 8 gig. Yeah, but 1.8, I mean, still, 2 gigs for a demo, that's pretty dumb itself. That better be some amazing graphics right there. Yeah, I ain't gonna download an M&M. M&M. M M A. Is that like uh, a I'm also not gonna download an M&M. And then oh. I played the demo for Lego Batman. I'm sorry, sir. Checking my Manhattan residential listing. Last name Batman, first name Bruce. I show no listing. How about just Batman? Um, I don't have anything. Just Batman. Nothing residential. He lives in a lair. Batman. <laughs> um, it's all right. The thing that really bugs me. It's cute. It's fun. The thing that bugs me about, and this is not specific to this Lego game. There's other Lego games that were like this. Your characters can do like ten different things, and you have to try to figure out which thing you need to do at a certain spot. And I, that just drove me crazy in some parts of this demo because, I don't know, you had to get Robin in the ball thing and you had to use the x-ray crap. And I was just like, isn't that the I, I didn't know game, what to though? do. Isn't, isn't that like the point of figuring it out? Isn't that the game? I guess, but I like it when it's like kind of <clears throat> clear what you're supposed to do and then you just have to figure out how to do it. Well, you give this to a 10-year-old, they'll be sorting that stuff out in oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And maybe I'm just stupid. I'm not going to dispute it. That's a distinct possibility, so whatever. Have you ever played uh, and finished a Lego game? 
Yeah, we, the Duchess and I played the Lego Star Wars original series. Wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. The oh, thing yeah. I don't like about it, and I don't know if that's different for this game, but when, and this drove me crazy, and it's true about a lot of co-op games, if she's in the upper right corner and I'm in the lower left corner, we get stuck. You know what I mean? I can't go left, she can't go right, and it's, you're just stuck there until I agree, okay, let's go to the right or whatever it is. I really like... I don't remember what game. I think it was an indie game we did one time where if the two people, if person X goes off to the left side of the screen, it sort of splits away. Yeah, no, they, they sorted that out in the later Lego games. So, so is that like that in this Lego game? Is I would have probably. Yeah, I would have. Lego, Lego Indie is the first one they did it in. Yeah, right. and then they've done them really in that since then. I really yeah. like that. And the game, so to the screen splits at an angle as opposed to just either straight across or up and down or whatever. So it's more dynamic. Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? So yeah, no, I'm assuming that's been sorted out. Right. I also played Jeremy McGrath's Off-Road. Oh <laughs> it's just like the summer of racing game, mediocre racing games on mediocre the Mediocre racing game. It's a pretty mediocre racing game. Uh, this dork reads along to the text on the screen. When you're turning, you want to make sure you engage the energy boost. But it's different from what's on the screen that he's reading. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it says on the screen you're going to want to engage the supreme boosting power. And then he says you're going to want to engage the energy boost. And you're like, wait, that's not what it says. <laughs> you nice. idiot. Uh, and the game shouts out every turn that's coming up. So when you get a uh, hard right coming up, S turn coming up, U turn coming up, I'm like, shut the hell up. Well, that's what co drivers do in rally games. Have you never seen them doing that? I guess not. That's, That's what a co-driver in a rally in, like, in a real rally does. They give him oh. loads of advice, like yeah. hard left, yeah. hard right. Yeah. Maybe you should consider a divorce. You yeah. don't love your wife. Hey, man, can I stick my feet out the window? Yeah. You sure yeah. like Tide. But that's yeah. what the co-driver's for, so they can get around as fast as possible because they know exactly what's coming up next. Why you keep driving in circles? Um, <laughs> yeah, left, 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 yeah. left. Ah, oh, got you. <laughs> so whatever. Meh, that game's not worth playing. Uh, Spelunky, meh, 2D platformer. We know how I feel about those. Uh, we had the Left 4 Dead play day. That was fun. Thanks yeah. to everybody who showed up. Uh, let's see. There was Stu, yeah. and there was Chinny, and there yeah. was me, and there was John Mouse. Yeah. And that was it. That was I it. guess everybody else was sick of it from the... No, everybody else was watching Wimbledon. Yeah, we told That wouldn't be a legit, legit reason, but it would be. Because be. everybody was watching it, and it was a big deal. And we aren't them an English man, or a British man, should I say, in the finals for 74 years or something ridiculous. So. Wow. Because fucking See, I think Tim, even if America got into it. that, people in America would be like, what? Who cares? Whatever. Or that adopted Greg Rosetsky bloke. Right. Yeah. He was Canadian. He was Canadian. Anyway, next Canadian week, uh, Full House Poker is the play date, so come on down, Poker. people. I know there's a few people who really get into that, so... Anti up and join us. And can, they, can they really get into it? Like bet real money. Real no, money. You can't do that. There's no way. I mean, I suppose we could arrange. Yeah, PayPal. yeah but no. Uh, and then I played Frogger Hyper Arcade Edition, which just the name alone makes me think Compu Hyper Global Meganet from The Simpsons. I'm not being funny, right? How can any version of Frogger be hyper? <laughs> oh, but here's the thing. This isn't even. This is nothing. This is like bore like the original Frogger was more entertaining than this because the only mode you can play is this stupid thing where you're supposed to control the squares you've jumped over. And then when you get on the logs, it doesn't do that. So it's just about what's on the bottom half of the screen and then you get up to the thing where you know at the end where you jump in a little lily pad or whatever. 
But then it's like, okay, now you start over. And it's like, what was the point? It makes no sense. It it was the stupidest reboot of a game ever. There was nothing hyper about it. It was exactly the same speed as the original Frogger, only a lot less fun. Because apparently the game doesn't even involve catching the flies and avoiding the crocodile anymore. Now it's about controlling the squares on the bottom of the screen. and, And that's it. So you know, was, I I don't ever remember Frogger as being that fun after about I five minutes. I loved Frogger back in the day. What are you talking about? It was cool for ten minutes. That was all. You know, it didn't. But it's it's weird, right? Maybe because you suck at it, right? I, have you heard of Activision Leeds, a UK based, new UK based studio? Oh. And guess what? Right, Activision have opened a new studio in Leeds in the UK, right? Which is in it's Yorkshire. No, no, this joke. is true. No, 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 it's absolutely oh. true. And the first game is going to be a revamp or remake of Pitfall. Now, that's, see, you might be able to do something with that. That's what they're doing. Because Pitfall was great back in the day, and I mean, okay, granted, I'm look, you know, this is just nostalgia talking now, but eh, you could, you might could do something with that. There's nothing you can do with Frogger, though. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a good game from back in the day, but that's it. Yeah, because they tried making it a 3D platformer at one point, and I was just like, no, I'm not even going to try that, because that's going to suck. I so mean, whatever. He's, I mean, they said, this, this right? Um, things to talk about. The first game we're making in, is, in fact, Pitfall, which is 30 years old this year. We've been working on Pitfall since earlier in the year uh, when we <laughs> set up, and it's been really good to revisit that and bring it to a... Mo- I'm not really funny. How much can you do with Pitfall, really, that it takes you all year to do it, you know? I mean... Well, we don't know what you're doing. Maybe there'll be zombies. Uh, right. The other thing I did, I played a lot of Go, and I was so mad because I was losing all these games, and it was so frustrating because when you lose, you, you, start, you realize that you've played stupid moves, and my rank was going down online, and I was just like, no, this sucks. And I played one more game before going to bed last night, and I dominated it. I won by 79 and a half points. It was awesome. I was like, woo, woo, the dude should have resigned halfway through the game, but he didn't. He just kept going, and that let me see that I won by 79 and a half points. Uh, take that, guy I uh, met on the Yeah, have you any idea what he's talking about, Jeannie? I don't know. What Is that talking. good? Is that good? It's awesome. Most games, like, okay, most games, if a person realizes they're going to lose, they'll just resign. And that's a good feeling. You're like, yes, I won. But you don't really know how much you won by. Uh, it's like going... 30, 79 and a half points would be like going a, a Call of Duty round, going like 40 and 2. That's the mm. level of goodness we're talking about here. Like, it's a domination. I killed everything. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you ever regret asking a, a question, Gene? Because I just have done. And also, online Every week, Stuart. Every week. Oh, wait. That's just something I have here. In and I still have no idea what he's talking about. But anyway, we'll let him have his. Whatever. Go. I'm awesome at Go. go. Yeah. I'll try to play Go. 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 Yeah, did I, you stop after a while? Yeah, he <laughs> just he just went. <laughs> there was no green light for me. We <laughs> were playing Mealborns. That was a good game. Card game. Anyway, I do think we need to move on because um, yeah, we need to do some Vlados and see what game. What game she got for us this week? Indie <laughs> game review. Review. Hello, friends. Vlados here. Today I want to talk about intellectual property theft and appropriation. As you know, people who create stories, characters, novels, films, and even video games, invest countless hours of toil, sweat, 
and effort to make memorable experiences for other people to enjoy. As a result, they have a right to see their work honored and respected. Unfortunately, some people lack this creativity and originality, yet still wish to be associated with the grandmasters of imaginative culture. These are the writers of fanfic, the wannabe conceptual artists, the derivative music makers, and worst of all, the people who pretend to be famous characters from classic stories. Pathetic. These people leech off the brilliant insight and hard work of truly creative people, in order to squeeze out a bit of attention for their otherwise worthless product. Well, our indie game this week features one of these creativity parasites. Obsessive Collecting Disorder is a silly little 2D platforming game with very difficult levels and instant kill traps. You're a stick figure man who must collect coins. Fine, whatever. The twist is, well there are two. The first is that you are supposedly being tested to see how far your coin obsession will take you. How much you're willing to risk in order to grab these silly coins. The other twist is related. It's all being done by, crap at sure science. See what they did there? I bet Stu was rolling around on the floor <laughs> laughing when that came on the screen. Even worse, when you finish a level you enter into a little orange portal. And guess how you arrive in the next, test chamber? Through a little blue portal. How brilliant. Obsessive Collecting Disorder is 80 Microsoft points on Xbox Indie Games. Oh, and I'd like to thank everyone who wrote in about my review of Manic Miner. I respect the views of all my friends, even if we disagree. You have the right to be wrong, haha. <laughs> Just kidding. Seriously, though, thanks for writing in, and please feel free to suck my a- <laughs> You sh- eating c- face motherfuckers. <laughs> I love the fact that she's she's talking about ripping off other people when we're clearly ripping off GLaDOS. That's the yeah. joke! Okay. Um, to be fair, to be fair, that is where the similarity begins and ends, if oh, I'm being cool. honest. Yeah, no, but I yeah. knew that you were just like loving that stew. I did. I did kind of find it was funny. I thought it was good. I I think this game was very good. I really liked it. I thought it was a very clever game. I thought the levels were really slick. I thought the platforming worked really well. And yeah, it's super hard. And I like that. I thought it was good. I really. I thought the animation worked well. I, I liked all the timing aspect because if you got it spot on, it felt really good to get to the end, having done it without pausing and sort of just doing it. And I, I thought it was very well put together. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, very hard though. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's it's definitely for the M plus Super Meat Boy crowd. They would love this. Yes. Uh, Chini, what did you think? Um, funny story. I thought I'll play this on Saturday, uh, <laughs> and I'll I'll get it done. No, Sunday, and I'll. Does the story end? I didn't play it. <laughs> I'm guessing it does. <laughs> All right, I, and I thought I'll play it early, and everyone will be shocked because I've actually played it early. Downloaded it, wouldn't work. Oh, I had that first time. Yeah, I got a. Code yeah. four error or something like that, and then I had to reload yeah. it, and I tried. And the second time, it did work. No, I tried it a few times. Uh, the thing I don't get is why does it pretend like it's on a TV screen within a TV screen? I don't know. I it's, that that yeah. was dumb. But what did you what did you think of the actual gameplay? Apart from it being very hard. <laughs> hard. I mean, it was fine. Like I just, you know, I, I was having a good time with it actually until you get to this one level where there are these. It just out of, right out of Super Mario Brothers, these little spiky blocks that drop from the ceiling, 
And there's like 10 of them in a row. And between each of them, you have to stop. Yeah. Right, but then the next one drops. Yeah, but and, that's, that's clever design because it makes you do that. And then you well, do it again and you do it because you get infinite lives. Yeah, but- Super Mario Brothers, first of all. No, but you get infinite lives, don't you? So it, it sort of. Of course you get infinite lives, but yeah. when you get to the last one and you're like, yes, I made it. Yeah. And you gotta start all over again. Yeah, but then you're like, I know what I did wrong now, so I won't do that next time. Yeah, but it's just, I, I found that just, I mean, maybe this is just a difference of preference in terms of what you like to play in a game. I don't like having to do that stuff over and over again a hundred times. Because then, once you got through all ten of those, then you have these spinning blades flying around everywhere. Yep. Yeah, but again, once once you got the timing right, it was it's it's easy I mean, I when you, you figure it. Don't ever say that something difficult is easy. I hate when people. It's only do. easy when you figure it it's out. It's easy. Why you... No, I get and I get where you're coming from. But what I'm trying to say is, it's it once you get that rhythm, like you say, once you sort of work out exactly how to do a level, when you pull it off, you're like, yes, because that's what I needed. And it, yeah, and oh, I had that for the first three or four levels, and then it just got dumb. Although it's not portal, it does give you those. I figured it out moments. What I, the the way I need to, or the, the the exact moment I need to do my first jump, and once I get it time, I'll get to the other bit, the other side. Uh, I I liked it. I thought there's no real puzzle to speak of. Though. That's the thing. If no. there were a puzzle, then it would be like I know what I need to do, and then pulling it off is a different matter. But for this, it's just about when you pull it off. So yep. the only uh, thing I do think though, if those are like the first three or four levels, what the hell are the, the sort of towards the end oh, levels? Yeah. Like, they're going to be just crazy stuff, aren't they? You ain't lying, boy. You see, it almost has, and this sounds like a, probably a very weird comparison, but it has like a Trials HD comparison because it's about perfecting... Well, it would be if you could start halfway through the level. True, true. But they're not massive they really levels, are they? Though, it so. doesn't matter. That first part of that 10 blocks falling thing... I literally spent like I got to the that level after about like two or three minutes, and then I spent the rest of the demo trying to do that level, and I just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. And then I did get through the ten blocks at one point, but then it was like, oh, now you die on the spinning blades, and you got to start all over again. Yeah, no, it it is definitely like, but I mean, it, the restart is super quick. You know, you just press a button, and you're off again, aren't you? Yeah, so there's no doubt about that. You know, so it doesn't, it doesn't, it punishes you. Obviously, it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't make it like you don't have to wait for a loading screen or anything like that. It's like, oh, do it again. Oh, That's do it true. again. Oh, do it again. And it, it, I, I'm fine with that. I thought it was, I think it's a good game. Definitely well, worth checking out. You know, okay. if, you, if you like Super Meat Boy and you like M Plus and you like really, really hard, silly platform games with spinny blades and stuff to kill you, and it obviously has a lot of influence from Super Meat Boy. Yes. You, you're going to like this. It's going to be, and for 80 points, you can't go wrong, in my opinion. Yes. Go okay. for it. Okay, let's... Oh, so it doesn't work. It doesn't work even... <laughs> yeah, that's... Putting news first. Yeah, that's the only issue with... It does seem to have a, a technical problem where... Because it didn't We're work not first even time. Done with the indie yeah, it didn't, didn't work first time for me. But yeah, you're right, Ginny. It doesn't work. Earlier, I alluded a little bit to game development studio. We talked a bit about a prototype, uh, two studio closing down. That's only happened... Was it this week or last week that was announced that they were going... What? The Prototype 2 studio. The people who made Prototype Oh, no, that was last week. Was that last week? I know it was recently. Yeah, um, I think it was 2002. <laughs> 2002, maybe. But... There, the same year the Chinese Great Wall of China was finished. But there has been a bit of an expose, I guess you'd call it, this week <gasps> from uh, Chaos, Chaos Studios, who made Homefront. 
Uh-huh. You know, and it was obviously, supposedly, supposedly, written by the guy who wrote Red Dawn, and it obviously had a lot of similarities with Red Dawn, and looked in a similar way, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think we have to take in account, into account that some of these people who have commented in it, or been interviewed for this piece, uh, are probably a bit pissed off, because obviously they lost their jobs and everything, because the studio was closed. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And this was on a, a, a Gama Sutra or Gama Sutra. I don't know how you. But I'm assuming it's Gama, Gama Sutra. Gama Sutra. Um, but the, the the focus. I mean, they were sort of doing a bit of a why the game failed or why the game didn't work as well as it could have done. So there was a bit of a sort of what happened, why the studio ended up closing. Right. You know, the usual sort of thing. Oh, to use the term incorrectly, so are graves. So uh, maybe a touch of that. There, there Aww, is a yeah. touch of that. But you, you can't maybe discount everything that was said. But, but basically what they were saying was the premise of the game was widely questioned in the press, which caused the team some stress. According to our sources, Chaos had, ori- to Chaos had originally envisaged the invaders as Chinese. Uh, but THQ yeah. feared that such a portrayal would hurt its prospects for business in China, which has in recent years rapidly begun offering more and more opportunities for Western game developers. So, uh, In other words, don't make the enemy Chinese because they might buy it and make us loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like how... Why do, why do people just say what they want to say? I know, yeah. Why don't people do that? But apparently Chaos suggested a coalition of Asian nations instead... <laughs> Uh, but Bill- you know what? I might actually go for that. That might make some sense. Yeah, yeah. Because it would have North more- Korea invading the United States does not make sense. I hate to tell you, it doesn't. Makes no sense whatsoever. And they they were saying, unfortunately, the press focused so much on the fact that the story didn't make sense that it hurt the game in the long run because they were too they weren't focusing on the game. They were focusing more on the the doesn't make sense why they would be invading America. Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that was the main problem with the game. The main problem with the game was it was all right. Yeah, I guess it was kind of, It was just mediocre, really. Well, apparently, um, THQ, the the basic instruction they gave to the studio was to make a game to challenge Call of Duty, to make a game that's on a par with a Call of Duty game. Yeah, good luck. And did that work? Survey says. <clears throat> What you should do, make a game that's not like Call of Duty. But anyway, there was a guy called Bilson who um, is, an, is, a, is a Hollywood writer, apparently, and producer. He was brought in to manage the game, uh, and he, he passionately preferred the career idea, and so it stood. So that's why that ended up standing as it was. And ex Stafford describes this as demoralising in that the implausibility of the premise felt stupid to the team. And it was also uh, frustrating for employees to see most of the press at the stage questioning the idea rather than looking seriously at the game. So that's, you know, Mm. part of the issues within the... See, in a way, they're kind of damned if they do and the damned if they don't. Because if they have something intriguing and unusual, they're going to get press, but it's often the wrong kind of press that they're looking for. And I know everyone goes, there's no such thing as bad press. But if it detracts from what you really want the press to talk about, then it is bad press. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one source tells us that the minimal expectations for all members of the studio uh, were six months of 12-hour shifts, six to seven days per week. But but, but actually, according to the ex-staff, most of the studio was clocking 14 to 16-hour days, seven days a week during the six-month window. Some some worked that schedule for 14 months, and jobs were at risk if the time quota wasn't met. Insane, man. That's so wrong. They should be hiring more people. You, you, That's you, bogus. Article 24 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, man. People have a right to leisure. 
But not in not, leisure. Not in say. not yeah. in a lot of these game studios. And the other the other thing is they they actually took on a lot of really good developers, you know, like people who'd worked on really high-profile games, but they didn't know what to do with them or how to utilize their skills. And they were saying when they were interviewing people, the people they were interviewing were more qualified than the people interviewing them. You know what I mean? They were, yeah. they were you know, and that's a bit weird. Well, that's, no, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, that, that, that was in the whole Valve manual thing. It's like, don't interview people that are lower down. And you no. Interview well, they were, are on the same level. But they were saying, they were saying no to people. And had it been them, they wouldn't have got the job either. Because they've probably got ego problems and they they feel threatened. Uh, The staff are described in human combative leadership and labour under a system of fear. Many employees say their health and family relationships suffered and hearing THQ execs tell the media that crunch was reasonable and expected felt like a slap in the face as a crunch came from poor management and an unhealthy environment not because of the work ethic dictated it. I I, I still believe, I, I know... 14 hour days isn't very nice and you know seven days but, a week though for six months but you know i, I think th- there is ways i think there are studios that work probably just as hard but have a better way of keeping up morale um looking after their staff better and i'm not saying i'm yeah, not I trying believe, to just, i agree with that you know that they, they, they have managers that go right these are all people they all need let, let's go out let's you know let's I don't know, have a game of frisbee, let's have a barbecue, let's do something, take their minds off it. I think God of War, they have they have barbecues with their family and stuff. The Lionhead Studios, they have uh, costume parties and all sorts of stuff like that. And it's just, you know, take a load of... question every- of bringing the people into becoming invested in the yeah, project. Like Valve, I'll bet people working at Valve don't mind putting in a lot of hard work and stuff. It's nope. just that... You know, it's not, I read a quote somewhere, I wish I remember who had said it, but it's like, it's not hard work that's bothersome, it's menial work, you know what I mean? But uh, I mean, I mean, I guess it comes to the adage that, from the sound of this, it was mismanaged, you know, it was bad management of the company. And it's like, if you have a hundred people building a road, if nobody had any plans on how to build that road... They might be doing stuff, but it wouldn't be very productive because they didn't have any direction to go in or knew exactly how they should be building it. Whereas if you had... That's beautiful. A hundred people building a road with a plan to to work to and stages and this is how you do this bit and this bit fits in with that and this is a predecessor for that and this has to be done before that bit can be done, etc., etc. And it's project managed effectively, then obviously that road will get built in other... You should should be the manager's space of time. Yeah. But it sounds like... He's managing people, isn't he? It sounds like they had a lot of people available. Yeah, he's really good at managing people. He's like keeping under control. Sure I have. A lot of people available to them, but didn't manage them in the right way. So it was productive time, you know what I mean? It seems like they were doing a lot of stuff. Anyway, um, Bilson also came up with much of the high-level story ideas for the game. Although Red Dawn scribe John Milius is credited with writing the script, uh, multiple staffers tell uh, Gama Sutra that he ultimately wrote not a word of it, despite the game containing at least 20,000 lines of dialogue. Most former employees credit chaos writer C.J. Kirshner with Homefront script. Yeah, but you know what? I bet that happens a lot in games. Like, you know, professional writing, unfortunately, I mean, maybe it doesn't... Maybe I'm uh, uh, stories I've heard about professional writing. You know, I know people who have written like chapters for books, and they, you know, the book is by like Bob Smith, and then it's like, oh, but you know, Susie Thompson wrote a whole chapter or something, and then she just gets like a a thanks to credit at the opening or whatever it is. So, 
Unfortunately, yeah. I think that's a lot more common than people realize. It is, but if you're marketing a game on the premise that a high-profile scriptwriter wrote it or, you know... Well, but what, okay, so then the question becomes... And then he didn't write what, what a word of it, then that's well, false but I'm saying, Well, but he came up with the story ideas, didn't he? Which he no. came up with when he did Red Dawn. Well... It's the same story. No, apparently Bilson came up with much of the high-level story ideas for the game, oh. not him. Well, I'm well, saying though, he was Billson was probably watching a lot of Red Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, but I, I, I mean, look, it's the point is that it becomes a marketing thing, and it's it's unfortunate, but I think again that probably happens a lot because because look at what movies when the movies come out and they go from the people who brought you Harry Potter Part Seventeen, they mean one of the producers who who knows what they did. They contributed some money, like they they trade on these people's names a lot. Yeah, but and it's messed it, up. Absolutely, but if they're trading on the name, you would expect that person to be involved, wouldn't you? That's the whole point of having their name on the I, credits. I, maybe I've just become used to expecting that's not always the case. It's like if you went to watch the next Steven Spielberg film, Spielberg. and he said it was written and directed by him, you would expect it to be written and directed by him. You wouldn't expect to go, and it was written by Fred Bloggs, who was working at the studio at the time, would you? Well... Yeah, but but on the other hand, there are a lot of movies like a Steven Spielberg film, and then it's just like he's just an executive producer or something. Yeah, which you know is mean? fine because he, he it's explicit about that. He says he's the executive. I know, I know, I know the difference you're making, and and I agree. That with worked you, on me uh, as a kid though. Like for for when I was a kid and I didn't really understand what was going on in the world, I used to think that Back to the Future was a Steven Spielberg film, and I used oh, yeah. to think that it is the he, first one that comes up. Yeah, it's the first thing that comes up. I was like, ah, it's a Spielberg film, and then I love Spielberg sure. and. I love Jurassic Park and everything. And then I later realized that it was... Robert but to Smith. be fair, you still love Back to the Future, didn't you? Yeah, I mean... It doesn't... <laughs> and Jurassic Park. Although, and you know, Jurassic... now that you look back, back at those movies, here's what I think. They should all be destroyed. <laughs> Excellent. That's such yeah. a great line in that movie. Um, um, uh, look, the, the thing is, though, that, like, that set me on a path of loving Spielberg, right? But maybe if I'd have known that it was Zemeckis that made uh, Back to the Future, I would have watched more of his films and stuff. You know, it just put me on a different path. As it turns out, Robert Zemeckis doesn't make that many great films anymore. It's but, uh, you know, now and again, he'll, he'll pop out. i got to know what Zemeckis made. He made, the, the most, I think one of the most recent things he made was like Mars Needs Moms or something stupid. Like, But he did um, Forrest Gump and all sorts. So he's done some uh, good stuff. Uh, and Castaway as well. He did Castaway. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. Oh, it was Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist, the other one that was Steven Spielberg touted, wasn't it? But it was... Real Tom- Steel. Oh, my God. But it was Tobe Hooper, wasn't it, who, who actually directed Poltergeist, who... House of Wax. Oh, my God. Yeah, originally directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre all that time ago. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, uh, what a tangent that was. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, THQ Brass informed Chaos that its future would depend on the home front. Are we still on this? Yeah, we've not finished yet. You've not oh let me get to the article. Anyway. It's about a game that wasn't that oh, great. This is a, it's no a scandal about If you let me finish the last two paragraphs, no move on. should have said to Poet... We can move on. Uh, THQ Brass informed... Yeah, I like context. Shut up. Just ...that its future would depend on home front sales and critical reception. As at the time of the studio closure, the game had sold 2.6 million units and had a 71 Metacritic aggregate. Uh, call me cynical, but I think the plan was to close the studio regardless, one source says. But many say they knew the writing was on the wall when THQ began publicising its new Montreal studio to the press about six months before Homefront ship date. Chaos employees watched the studio tour videos online, gazing enviously at the state-of-the-art facility in which the publisher had clearly invested heavily. 
So, you know, 2.6 million isn't shabby, is it, really? That is a lot of sales. Oh, I, I, I thought Halfrun did well, anyway. Yeah, it so. did. It did do well, but it, they were saying it did, if it had sold 4 million, they would have still closed the studio, because they just didn't care. They weren't bothered. Mm. Yeah, that sounds right. You know, and I think it's... Business decision. It's sad, though, isn't it? Isn't it sad? It is yeah, because we come at it from a point of view of art. Yeah. You know, it's sad that these studios come and these studios go, and... If you're not Call of Duty, a Halo, or an indie game, you're stuck somewhere in limbo. Well, this is, like, they're, it's a different ball game, mate. It's, there, it's for money. It's not for like artistic merit or anything. It's to make money. Oh, yeah. And even the top-tier games are to make money, aren't they? Because that's what yeah. they do. But, and if, do, you, do you think you know, if Valve didn't make so much money from Steam that they, they would take their time? on their games so much like they make so much money from steam that yeah, like, they could afford to take their time which is why their games are great money makes money you know valve are so successful because they're they have so much money no it's definitely true but i don't know i just find it a bit sad that these studios go but i definitely think that they should focus more on sort of downloadable episodic stuff you know, that would be good. Here we go, just because he's playing Walking Dead. <laughs> because The Walking Dead, right, is awesome. No, they just need to... I think... I don't know. I don't know what they need to do, but... I don't know. I just think that... They need to look after the staff. But they need to make the staff feel valued. They need to make the staff go, right, look, I know we got a lot of work ahead of us, but like we can make a great product if we just put our heads together and keep our chins up. And they, that, that's what a good manager has to do. He has to keep the morale. Oh, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But would that have made a better game at the end of it all? And would they I, still, I think so, would yeah. They this, would they still close the studio regardless? It's probably not up to the manager. That's probably up to the manager's boss. Yeah, and I, th- I, yeah, and I think that's part of the, the problem as well. I think it's indicative of that of the sort of video game industry at the moment. You know, I think that, it, that stuff, unfortunately, just happens. There's so much pressure to make. Yeah fantastic triple-a game like yeah and yeah. It, their pressure was like to make a call of duty competitor which is just it's suicide not happen, is it it's not suicide gonna... it's just sending your troops out to die it's well you've not... got to you've got to make something to set you apart from that do or go down a different avenue like, like if you want to make a military shooter put a good store in it like spec ops at least spec ops tried you know what i mean at least yeah. like they went right like we're not going to make call of duty we're going to make something cool and different and uh, you know all right so they didn't sure. Completely do, but at least they give it a go. Yeah. I just, I just don't know what first-person shooters need to do now to be different or be appealing anymore. Because to me, they're just becoming one big blur of the same game. Well, that's the exciting part, is it? Because somebody will figure it out. Somebody will yeah. figure out the next wave of like the next fad for shooters. I don't know. I don't know. I'm finding them a bit samey nowadays. Uh, somebody will figure it. Out. I'm getting bored of them. Bored of first-person noticed. Shooters. Yes. Okay. And I'm getting bored with 2D platforms, well, especially ones where blocks are constantly falling on you. You touch one a little bit, you're dead. You have to start all okay. over. I was bored with those 10 years ago. This gives me a great... They take. keep showing up on talking, my TV, though. Talking of blocks, uh, let's talk about the crazy person otherwise known as Peter Molyneux. I am Peter Molyneux. Um, you're not doing impressions of him. It's very insulting. I know. Yeah, that was an awful thing to do. <laughs> Peter Molyneux. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um... I'm kind of intrigued by what he's doing, but I really that that, that doesn't I mean, surprise me at all. But it's I think a great he's, way to start. 
kind of crazy and makes no sense. Anyway, he's releasing a game in August, so August the 22nd, so it's nearly here. It's not too far away, only a month or so, uh, called Curiosity. Okay? Mm-hmm. And basically, it's going to be on PC, Android, uh, Apple tablets, and iPhone, iPod touches, pretty much on everything. It'll be free to play. Mm-hmm. Okay? And basically, it's a cube in a room made of 60 million cubes. What? Right? Okay, let me get to this. Right? So it's a cube in a room. This is why you shouldn't let Peter Molyneux on his own. Of 60 million other cubes. So it's one gigantic 60 million cube cube. Right? What? You can. So then you get given a pickaxe and basically... I'm going to make Minecraft, but only better! No, it's, it's absolutely not Minecraft. And basically, it'll have in-app purchases for better chisels or pickaxes or whatever to help you break down the cube, cube by cube. So everybody play, everybody's tip-tap-tap-tapping away at this gigantic cube at the same time all across the world together. Okay? And in That's... the middle... Of the the more cube. you tell me about the story, the more I hate it. Okay. In the middle of the <laughs> cube, right? This is this is exactly how Peter Molyneux said it. I don't think he said it exactly like that. He really said it like this because it's a quote from him. So basically what he said it's was... the words he used, but that's not how he said it. Only one player... Listen, listen. Only one player will crack the final cube, and only that player will see what's in the middle. So no one else will get to see what it is. Only so the, the idea is you're going to be one of 20,000 people no, around like the world. Million, however many, yeah, yeah. What did you say? He's saying he reckons it'd be millions of people who will be tip-tap-tapping. Fine, one million. I, that's a very optimistic expectation. But even if, it's, if it is, I'm supposed to spend hours and hours chipping away at this stupid box so yeah. that I can be one out of a million yep. who gets to see what's in it yep. instead of having to see it on YouTube. Are you kidding me? Yo, you won't get and to see it on YouTube. What could possibly you be won't get worth chipping away at it? You won't get to see it on YouTube because obviously no one knows who that person's going to be. But anyway. Everybody will be listen. filming their TV screen. He also said what's hidden inside the cube will be so valuable and so <laughs> life-changingly important. <laughs> it's so amazing. Listen, I think it will appear on news reports all over the world. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Though, it's not a dead cat, by the way. God. <laughs> So this is what you know he what? said. I'm sorry. Look, let me think about whether or not I should believe this man. Let's see. Everything else he's ever told us ever. Did it come true? Hmm. Let me think for a second. <clears throat> no, it didn't. So let's not put any weight to this, please. But that's not the crazy Next story. It's not, no, no, no. There's, some, there's a bit more to this story. Okay. There'll be DLC, as I've mentioned, available in the game. So you can upgrade and get a stone. So you could have more blocks. So you can crack blocks quicker and stuff, you know, so you can get to the middle quicker. The This is just unbelievable, but one of the parts of the DLC available is a diamond pickaxe, okay? Mm. It's one, there's only one available. Once that one's been bought, there isn't oh. another one. There's not going to be any others. That's the only one. And if you want that DLC to help you chip away at the block, it's going to cost you $50,000, 
he this man has lost his goddamn mind. Well, would he? He's just like, how can I make money very quickly? There's a lot of dumb people in the internet. <laughs> he, he must have like welched on a bet and like this organized crime elements who are like, we're gonna cut your penis off unless you get us the money. Wait, <laughs> wait, give me another month. Okay, here's this box, and you chip away at it, and you get a special pick, fifty thousand dollars, and the thing in it's gonna be on the news all over the world. Only one person gets to see it. This, you know <laughs> what? Right, this, this this makes sense now because this is he pitched this idea at Lionhead Studios, and he went, yeah, it's time for you to leave this studio. <laughs> We've done all we can do together, Peter. You better okay. move on to your own thing. You're mocking, but I bet you people will do this. People will do it. People, people will do, do it. Because they're idiots. People will do this. You know what? Um, there's a lot of people out there, and there's a lot of stupid people out there. Yes, I will also predict that somebody in the world somewhere will buy the stupid diamond pickaxe at $50,000 because of course, they, they be, think it'll give them an edge. And they want to be the person who says, I'm the one who bought the pickaxe and get some publicity or get some well, five yeah, minutes, the freaking rhinestone of app on the iPhone proved that. But you know what? Maybe this is your fault, Stu, because you're always talking about this is your fault. Uh, you're always talking about, <laughs> oh, the game industry needs people who are a little crazy, who have some good ideas. Well, here you go. He's a little crazy. It's a something new. We certainly haven't seen this in a game before. He's, he's playing on people's curiosity because I, I'm oh, curious. Not. He's yeah. playing on people's stupidness. Well, I think he's well, a bit of both, but I'm, I am curious as to what's inside, what's so supposedly life-changing. That's really, you're, you're really curious about that? I am. I am, I'm genuinely. I'm a little curious too, but I know it'll be stupid when I finally. Well, I'm sure find it is. I will live happily ever after if I never find out. Now he says also before the cube opens, players will be able to buy one of a limited number of chisels to improve their tapping strength. An iron chisel is ten times more powerful than a Stop default. Stop giving him attention now. A default tap, and it costs fifty nine pence. Listen, listen. The word you say is another example of him winning. <laughs> The diamond chisel is a hundred thousand times more powerful, but it costs fifty thousand, as we already said. So there you go. That's what Peter Molyneux is up to with twenty-two cans. So there you go. Crazy man. He's a crazy. He's a crazy person. He is crazy. <laughs> it's interesting though because he is so crazy. You know, he is, he is definitely crazy. He's definitely he is not. crazy. There's no doubt about it. Uh, crazy. Aliens, colonial marines. Okay. Um, yes, there's been a petition because. They're not having any female players in the game. Right. Which, to me, is sort of crazy, seeing as Alien and Aliens built around a very strong female character. Oh, that makes sense. I suppose, yeah, you know, it's it's women. It's a lot of women in Aliens. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, and again, it comes back to this appealing to the male audience, I guess, and it just seems a bit weird that you can't play as a woman in the game. Well... I don't know. They'll I agree. It, they'll put a lot of women in it. Like when, you know, when they remember Resident Evil 5 came out, and I was like, oh, it's, it's, you're killing too many black people. And all of a sudden, all these white people turned up in the middle of this African village. <laughs> really? Yeah. I like, like that. That, that oh. this, you're in this African village that's dominantly, <laughs> you know, black people. So, you know, what would be fine if everybody was black. That's fine, right? And if a zombie invasion happens. Then you have to kill them all. That's that's cool. That's just the way it is, all right? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, it's racist because you, all you're doing is killing black people. You're in an African village. <laughs> in a, I mean, the mob, the odd one there and again, but come on. I do think his response was a bit weird because it was the Gearbox producer Brian uh, Burleson. Uh, Burleson, and when he was asked in the live chat if people would be able to play as a female ma- marine, he said, no, no, we don't was his response. Uh, there's a lot of girls in the game, actually. It's not just all guys or anything. 
<laughs> yeah, very odd uh, response, yeah, I would have said. Yeah, probably, probably, after that interview, he probably rang the office and went, shit, put some women in it, put some women in it. Yeah. I do think it's odd that in a, a franchise, at least in the film version, you know, it's all strong female characters. And why yeah, Ridley's it? a good character. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you I have reckon a... they, I reckon yeah. this is something they probably never even thought of. Well, that's wrong and bad at the same time. Yeah. They should have thought about it. I agree. Uh, okay. Yeah, this, this is kind of interesting. Human element. Have you heard of this? No. Makes me think of the fifth element, that dumb Human element. This apparently is going to bl- it's going to blur the line. Oh my god! Blur the line between reality and game. No, how many times have we heard that before? Okay, so it's it's Dude, a, stop exciting yourself. It's <laughs> it's the old nut of zombie survival game. Okay, so it is zombie survival. And That's stuff. pretty new. We've never seen that. But before. in this game, in this game. If you need supplies, for instance, and there's a chemist shop two miles from where you live, you can go using the app on your phone or whatever to the chemist shop and get some supplies to bring back for your game. If that makes. So you're supposed to actually walk to, or get in your car or whatever and go to wherever you know, whatever there's where, and they'll put virtual supplies in the real world for you to 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 go out. This is that Pokemon thing where you walk down the street a little bit, swap Pokemon with other people, except it's supplies for a zombie thing. So okay, I'm at home. In the game, I need supplies from a chemist a mile away. Yeah, I get in the car, I go to the local drugstore or chemists. And I, and I get there, and I what? I say to the person behind the counter, Hi, I need supplies for my zombie game. Boop, boop. Oh, my phone just said that I got them. See ya. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, this is, how we, bowl, this is how Bowling explained it, right? So he says, yeah, you should have a sound clip of this. Bowling said, uh, you're playing human element, and you get injured. You're hurt, and you need medical supplies. You don't want to risk going out to forage in the game world. Or maybe you did and you couldn't find anything. But you know, there's a pharmacy four miles down the road in the real world. You open up your human element on your iPad. We're overlaying the world of human element onto Google Maps API or Foursquare's business API. Uh, we're taking the real world and merging it with your game world. So that's supposedly... I, don't, I think it's kind of cool, but I don't know how well it would really work. You know, I like the idea of the fact that if there's, you know, they have virtual supplies in the real world and you have to find them on the Google map and go and get them and then come back. But of course would you because you, you love Google caching. Well, I guess. But then would you want to turn yourself away from the game to go and do that stuff and then leave your game on pause or whatever while you're doing it? I don't know how it would work. It does seem a bit odd, but it is kind of interesting. Well, anyway. You know what I like to do when I play a game? Play the game, not go running around the real world. True, true. True. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, days, yeah, I mentioned days or Daisy or Daisy or whatever the hell is. Daisy, Daisy. This this game is is taking off, or this mod, which is sort of a game, which isn't really a game, but it's a mod, uh, is taking off in a massive way. Oh, is this about people like you playing it wrong? No, because uh, there are people who have that attitude, you know. Uh, no, there's no right or wrong way to play. It. I guess that's just how it is. Uh, a whopping 420,000 people are playing the open world survival horror modification. Its creator Dean Hall told Eurogamer after his star turned up at Resd, the PC and indie game show in Brighton. The alpha version of the game launched just three months ago in April 2012. That 420,000 figure is accurate as of today, uh, but it's going up on an average of 10,000 new players per day. 
So by next week, he reckons they'll have half a million people playing it. Uh, currently, they're running 22,000 concurrent at full peak and 10,000 off peak, which is pretty huge numbers. Um, and the system was designed to handle 100 concurrents on two servers, so that's what they designed originally. They've now got 1,000 servers, and they're getting 110,000 plays in every 24-hour period at the moment. That is a lot Uh-oh, of people. Spaghetti or... That is madness, isn't it, for a mod? Um, well... So the mod, the mod's rapid growth has forced Hull to migrate its server six times. Five servers have just been lost to overheating, so they just fried uh, because there's so many people playing. Um, and uh, so he says, yeah, he said they're really struggling to keep up with how much it's doing. And they're now talking about, there's been a story come out this week that they're going to make it into a surprise, surprise, standalone free-to-play game. So... Which kind of worries me because I think it'll lose some of its appeal and also some of its uniqueness because once you make it into a commercial product, you know, and whether you'll suddenly be able to buy weapons or whatever it may be in the game, then it'll suddenly not be a free-to-play game at all, really, will it? It's going to be... Oh, you started to sound like Duke once the man gets a help. Well, it does seem feel like that because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of... But the, 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 in the next update, you're going to add German shepherd dogs in to attack you as well as the zombies, which will be fun for people, won't right. it? It all seems but, to be about how much... By the way, they, they don't think about how to help you in this game. No, no. Which, how can we fuck them Well, up? in the original version, you spawn with a gun, and they took that out because they thought it was too easy. So that's why you only get bandages and a, and a flashlight now. <laughs> so they took that actually out of the game. Uh, and then more recently, just to give you an idea of what happens within this game, um, there was a guy who'd been playing for the game, I'm guessing, for quite a while. And it's like Glenn said, the guy who I know is playing, he said the more stuff you amass in the game, the less you want to be killed or die. He said it's because you know that's your one and only life. That Once you've got stuff, then you're like, I don't want to die. Um, so basically... How do you save it when you come off? Right, okay. You, it doesn't. The save is greyed out. You have to abort. And when you abort, it just saves your character where it is and, and anything you've got at the time that you do it. Right. So you can save. You can, you can like, yeah. switch it off. Yeah, you can right. switch it off. So it's not quite... Stay on there all the while. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's not that hardcore, but it is pretty hardcore. Uh, but basically, anyway, uh, a guy, a, a player got kidnapped by a gang of bandits in the game, and he tweeted it whilst it was happening. <laughs> Okay. So he tweeted, I'm currently surrounded by about five guys with military weapons telling me that I'm the slave. This is bizarre. So bizarre. They're making me pose for a photo. Uh, tweeting faster or don't oh. fall behind. Heading to Belota. Rambler, uh, Garbran, Uraz117, Thomas the Sheep. I'm guessing these are the characters who've kidnapped him. Uh, shot me, then healed me, said I was a slave or die. Uh, keep asking questions like I'm a Redditor or an American. Uh, we'll undertake slave missions soon, apparently. They are remarkably polite, other than calling me slave. Arrived at Airfield, scouting Airfield for them. Saved so far, they claim they will cover me if zombies attack. Scouted Airfield, ran from Zed, came back to Happy Group. Gave me food and Pepsi. Uh, just murdered a guy in the distance. Uh, raiding Cherno Hospital. Oh, well, that's over for now. Got sniped. I think my whole group may have been killed. Huh, <laughs> my group. Uh, that was really something else. Is it twisted? I'm really hoping to run into them again. That was strange. How weird is yeah. that? So the kidnapping. So some people in the game because it's become this. It reminds me, you know, it's like Chini, Second Life, dude. No, it reminds me more. You know, Chini, when you was talking about the GTA 4 mod, where it was like real life yeah. 
it's, yeah. it reminds me of that because stuff that's it's in... more desperate though it's like it's more there's more on this than that that's just a bit of fun in GTA San Andreas of people beating other people up with dildos and stuff who take the game way too seriously yeah. this is more desperate this is like we there's a group of people a group of friends that are doing whatever they can to survive in a video game because the, the stakes are quite high if you die so they started kidnapping people in the game. Because, you know, people don't want to die. You know what I mean? They sort of, because it's that one and only life. There's a huge... I suppose it's the closest we can get to knowing what people will do in a real zombie apocalypse, I guess. Which is kind of crazy and cool at the same time, Very isn't it? Very creepy. Yeah. Because obviously the same people playing the game are reacting like maybe they would if a real zombie apocalypse happened. You know, this is what they would do to survive. And... It's kind of scary. I mean, it's very intriguing. And he's, the guy who's playing it, although he said it's ridiculously hard, he said, I can feel the draw of why people love it so much because it, it is this... He said, you feel completely vulnerable. And you, he said, now I've amassed loads of stuff. I don't want to get killed because I don't want to have to do all of that again. Mm. So, yeah, so God knows. So it's almost like, you know, really is make real life in a zombie apocalypse, I guess. So yeah, I'm intrigued. I don't think it'll be my cup of tea, but I would be intrigued just to have a go. Well, my friend does have armor too. Yeah, you just need to get the arrowhead um, so, add-on, and once you've got that, you can just download this for free. Maybe we could play it. I don't know. I don't know. It's maybe worth a go, but it's it's apparently takes a long time to get into. But you know, he's sticking with it. He's not put him off. You know, he's he's sticking with it. So anyway, I'll keep you giving you the updates every week. You know, and uh, I'll I'm sure you will. Updates Stu. every week. The updates sure on the day. Make sure you update us on the stupid Molyneux game about the box. I know that's cool. What's in the box? I'm gonna become Brad Pitt at the end of seven. What's in the box? Uh, yeah, the final thing, and I don't know why, right? And it is another PC game, okay? But it's uh, not anything. Right, but anyway, I'm gonna start to dislike you if you keep talking about PC games. <laughs> uh, Severium. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it sounds dumb. Move on. But the Stalker devs, right? I like Stalker. Oh, novel. It's one of my favourite games. But anyway, the, the Stalker 2 devs, it got canned, didn't it? So it didn't come. Well, they're making an MMO now called Severium. And it looks absolutely gorgeous. I mean, this well, game... I'm never going to play it. So I, I know. Care. But it looks lovely. I don't care. But is there a room for another MMO is the question. No, because I don't care about one of them. <laughs> What's in the fucking box? <laughs> What's in the fucking box? Well, yeah, it looks lovely. It looks gorgeous. So. He's taking the mickey out of Brad Pitt because he's upset that his wife's head's in a box. Well, we oh, I was talking. I, 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 I was supposed to. Warning. Warning. Honest, that's what I thought was in the box. What? All right. Anyway, what's the next story? Let's move on, shall no, we? I, I think he's... T- <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, after all of that, I think it's actually time for emails. To be to be fair. Oh, Whoa, that ruled. All right, who's the first email from? Well, we only have right. We only have one email this week. Only one. Oh snap! Now mm-hmm. I bet you can't guess who it's from. Hit it. Uh, Peter Molyneux. Oh, it's her. Yay, we got one of them. From so anyway, he says this. He says, uh, "Hope your balls are better, Chin." <laughs> uh, okay. If they are still bothering you, just try icy hot. 
I hear it can calm things down a bit. Uh, speaking of balls and chins... Attention listeners, do not put Icy Hot on your balls. <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> speaking of balls and chins, has anyone tried playing Spelunky yet? Yes, we've done that. Uh, that demo has kept me on constant teabag alert for over two hours. Teabagged by snakes, teabagged by skeletons, ghosts, bombs, and people claiming I'm a terrorist. So dreadfully punishing, but I still love it. Uh, Platformance, Pitfall, and Tobe's Vertical Adventure had a foursome uh, with Super Meat Boy, and Spelunky was a glorious result. Hey, speaking of hey. Con- speaking of conception, uh, back on topic from a few weeks ago when babies transform into gaming toddlers, uh, Xbox Indies has several alphabet and number learning games for kids. But if you have a DS <laughs> or an or an iDevice, go with Scribble Notes. Even if your child can't spell yet, they will love this game because they can type in random letters and the game will present them with a few words to choose from. So last night when my daughter played, she chose a skunk, a bird, and a little man with a turban. Oh, sorry, turban. Turbine. (laughs) And a little man with a... I was just going to say, that's called a genie. Yeah. And a little man with a turbine on his head. The little man ran, and the bird flew away from the skunk's stinky sprays. Kids love that stuff. So, The Walking Dead has a second season coming. Are you still upset about that game, Stu? No, so much. I am upset that my save didn't carry over for whatever reason. That would be upsetting, because it seems to mean a lot in a real... In a seems real sort. to me. Uh, that really sucks. It doesn't matter in the end. The game is magnificent. I had to shut off the Xbox, but right now I'm on a stirwell in the game and shit is about to get real. I mean real. This game is sick. Everyone should play it, even the Floridian, though he might not like the game's reference to the hit to his state. Uh, remember, be kind to Vlados. Don't hate on her. Especially don't flirt with her and everything will be all right. Peace, y'all. Uh, indie game Perdition, it simply rocks. So we may do that next week. I haven't checked it out yet. So, So there you go. So there you go, that's what, uh, there the, go. That's what the Gollaher had to say. Now, we haven't... We've met him in real life. We have? Oh snap. Well, Jason Gollaher, we haven't met him in real life at all. Oh, we not? No. He comes from America, so we definitely haven't met him. Oh, we know him? No, wrong person. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, We've not met him in real life. We haven't met him in real life at all. Uh, anyway, we did get some comments on last week's show, quite a few to be fair. So I thought I'd read some of these out. So, yeah. So, it's not Twitter or email, but it's comments from the show last week. Anyway. Uh, Step J said... Fan- Hit it! Comments. Uh, Step J said, fantastic debate on the rape part in the new Lara Croft game. Here is the thing. It's been done in movies to great effect many times. Surely it can cross over and have an impact in a game. The one that stands out for me is the film True Romance. Okay. Uh, then someone called Duke Scaff replied to that. The danger, I think, is that it so easily becomes just one more link in a chain fence of rape culture. Oh, here's a vulnerable woman. She'll nearly get raped at some point in the game. Of course, it can be done to show something important about story, but it usually feels like a simplistic plot device. That's quite inside. I like him. I like him. He's got... Hey, what? He should come on the show. He should. This guy sucks. He's a moron. This guy's an idiot. Idiot. SLH, she said, I agree, it's a sloppy plot device. Why does a woman have to be raped before she has an excuse to be tough? As a female, this sort of thing puts me off, uh, be it in a game or in a film. If it's done well and it's not salacious, fair enough, because it happens and it's devastating. But I can think of more bad portrayals than good. 
it's much too sensitive and emotive a subject to mess around with. Given that Lara Croft already has a reputation for being every teenage boy's gamer's wet dream, uh, I have serious misgivings on how this is going to be shown. That the PR machine is already backpedaling does not bode well. And does the gaming lead to violence? Brigade really need any more ammo? We've met her in real life. We have met her in real life. That is all. That is actually true. And we, I mean, we, we sort of echoed this last week. We said if it's done in the right way and it makes sense, then it might be okay. How many games will do it in the right way? Well, and that's the trouble. We don't. I'm a Peter Mullen. That's what's going to be in the box. Is Peter Mullen? You come out and try to rape you. That's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not a good joke. But it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. No, that's <laughs> that's what he did to Milo. That's why he got. Uh, anyway, come on, shit. Milo. Anyway. Duff Stuff 123 said, agreed, it was a great oh, debate. Oh, Milo. No one cares about know, it. Yeah. Great debate, but there are a few things out of context in the argument. Oh, idiot. The response from the guy high up in the company saying that the dev who mentioned there was an attempted rape in the game came as a response only a day or two after the initial comment. It wasn't as if they, wait- it wasn't as if they waited until there was a massive backlash before distancing themselves from the comment. They acted as fast as they could have been expected. Uh, they have already stated that the rape scene has already been shown and it isn't taken any further than gameplay videos already out and the, out. It's not, it's not really a rape scene. It's no, he said, he said potential, didn't he? He said the context is it's that. It's like, hey, like, and then it doesn't happen. So and like, he sort of touches her in a sort of... I think it's been blown out of proportion yeah. of it. Uh, with sexual assault is implied, but uh, nothing graphic. Heavy Rain was far more graphic in this regard. Therefore, I think that this is a whole lot of fuss over nothing. Yeah. Uh, but it was a point where always going to get there sooner or later in a debate that needs to take place, but maybe over a more severe case than the one shown. When the dev talked about wanting to protect Lara, he might have meant to express that as the player's characters, not because she is in a, she is a woman... Uh, I was doing a presentation on how violence in video games is representing the media, and I came across a study that indicated that players' heart rate hits its peak when the player's character was in danger of dying. Uh, this didn't mean what he was trying to express, that the situations that the character was placing during the game is more extreme than normal, and therefore more likely to be an intense experience for the player. If he, if that's what he meant, he expressed it, he expressed it poorly, but he isn't a PR guy, he's just a dev. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah. So that, that sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Who wrote all that? Uh, that was Duff Stuff 123. Duff Stuff, I thought, yeah. It's yeah. very uh, insightful. It is. So it's kind of, I think it's, it's sort of right. I, I, I think it is blood out of proportion. I think yeah, right. and I know where they're dead, but I think they haven't helped matters by the way they've reacted. They should have just gone like, it, people will forget about it in a week or two, but they brought it up. Should have just gone, it's oh. not even a rape scene. Yeah, and that's put more focus on it. And then, every, like, we were talking about it, and other people are talking about it. And I guess it's just blown it out of proportion because of Stop talking it. about it. Exactly. Uh, Gangu Crimes, he said, watching the scene, I didn't think, wow, Lara Croft could get naked here. I just thought, oh my God, how is she going to get out of this predicament? Well, that's kind of what you're supposed to think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, she's in a predicament where... She's supposed to think she's in a little bit of a bind here. She needs I... to get access bind. Uh, SLH then came back with, I haven't seen it and didn't realise it was out there already in its entirety. This makes me feel much better. Also, I trust your judgement on this, Andrew. So if you say it's not salacious, that's good enough for me. On that point, at least. As to whether it needed to be included at all, we'll just have to wait until the game comes out and view it in its context, which it's fine, and I guess that's it. So I thought I'd mention those because people took time to comment on the show, which was nice. Mm, yeah. We don't yeah. get a lot of comment, but I guess if we talk about something that you know, I guess can be a bit more... Juicy topic. Juicy topic. People are more likely to have a look at it. 
have a look at it. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, shall we do some Facebook stuff? Do you want to be my friend on the Facebook? Do you want to be my, want to be my friend? You know, that, that intro never gets old, does it? Jacker, baby. Oof. Yeah, so anyway, the Facebook stuff we're going to cover off this week. I put a little thing up in the Facebook. Basically, I've made a pin board. You know, we talked about the cool fridge last week. And why, did cool you, why, why did you use, like... Why didn't you use the most popular pin board website? Well, there is, but, it, but you have to be invited to be on it. What, Pinterest? Yeah, Pinterest, you've got to be, it's invite only, or you can email it's them still, to get an invite. So I have checked that out. I did check that it's out. It's called Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest. Pinterest. Yeah. So you have to be invited by another person already on it, or you have to send it. It's the latest thing that all so the corporate you're not cool enough to be... Well, no, you see, I don't know whether we get on with our stupid, you know, video game cool wall idea. <laughs> they might go, what's that all about? Anyway, so we asked people to put stuff on the video gaming cool wall. Now, unfortunately, you can put a little note with it to say who's put it, but they didn't do that. So, but we've got to decide whether these stay on the cool wall or whether you... Oh, okay. This is cool. Wall. You like it? You like it? Um, you know, it was blatantly stolen, but it was a suggestion in an email we had last week, you know, with the uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. mimicking Top Gear. Whatever. Anyway, here we go. So these are the games that have been put on the cool wall so far. So here we go. We have Flashback, which obviously fa- follow-up to Another World. Um, I, I never... Yeah, I did play it, but I never... I, I, I preferred Another World, so I'm going to vote to take that off. Yeah, I'm. I, I think it's a great game, but I'm with you. Not another world, is it? No, I think I think another world deserves to be on there, but maybe not flashback because it's a sequel. You see, we don't do. It's sort of a sequel. Mm. Another world should be on there. I also. think original ideas should be on there, not sequels necessarily. Well, so. Don't make the rules of the pin board. Yeah, Duke. What do you think? Flashback. Another world should be on it. Yeah, another world flashback. Maybe no. Okay, uh, Vanquish. Has been put on it. Hell yeah! Yeah. Uh, is it really good enough to go on the cool? Shut up! Ball? Yes. Ball? It's a very cool game, dude. You voted two to one. You've Shut never up. played it, so you don't know. Uh, okay, Atari has been put on here. In general, what? I'm guessing Atari in general. You know, because to be fair, they were the founders almost of the original video game. So I think they deserve a place on the cool board. I don't care. Duke. Nah, you can't put a developer on the cool board. Well, he's not a developer. They you, develop you was making up game. rules earlier, Stu. Come on, what do you think? What do you think? No, yeah. I vote no. No, That's what I think, I'm telling you no. What about Space Invaders? Atari is what a about... great developer, but they don't get to be on the cool wall. What about Space Invaders? Uh, no. Oh, come on. It was cool oh. at the time, but it's not. Look, what are our criteria? I said this last week. Please we need to establish our ground rules. time. And I think Space Invaders does. It was the original. No, because if you play it now, you're going to play it for like two minutes and you'll be like, whatever. <laughs> no, I think, that, I think Space Invaders should be on, but maybe. <laughs> uh, I think Space Invaders should be on. Fine, you could play. I guess, you, apparently, you have veto power, so don't bother asking <laughs> me what I think then. Just say, this is staying, this is going, this like is going, this is staying. The Space Invaders go on or not? You... Fine, St- Space Invaders goes on. Chini's got to decide, decide in vote for this. Oh, I got to vote. Yeah. Fuck it off. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, That's what you get for doing things democratically. That'll teach you. Okay, now I do know we put this one on because it posted up in the forums, but Tuscan77 has put Wipeout on there. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty revolutionary at the time. I don't know if it would stand the test of time now, but you know what? I don't think it should be about what stands the test of time. I think it should be about what made a huge impact at the moment it came out. 
Space Invaders. Space Invaders did. <laughs> Space Invaders totally did. Let's bring that on. <laughs> you see? You well, see? hey, but see, you should have accepted my criteria earlier and not just immediately said, oh, I know what I'm talking about. Man, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so. I'm trying. So, come so, on then. So, so Wipeout, is that staying on? Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> had a good soundtrack. Yeah, I'm okay with Wipeout. I like Wipeout, so it can... Yeah, and they've updated it, and they keep on adding to it, so, you know, I think that's still... It, it was good! It was good! Uh, okay, uh, next one from Woody, and his is Last Ninja 3. Nope. nope. What? I don't think I ever played that. I never heard of it. Never heard of it. Well, apparently it was 8-bit masterpiece. Never heard of it. Nope, never heard of it. See, Doesn't get to be on the board if I've never heard of it. <laughs> Look, you just keep making more rules up. Yeah, because they're good rules. You don't want every Tom, Dick, and Harry putting every dumb game on the thing, do you? Oh, that's a good uh, rule if we've yeah, never heard it. If none of us have never heard of it, I think that's a good rule. We can't put something on that we've never heard of. <laughs> well, we could, but then we'd be taking a big risk. <laughs> in this thing that means nothing it was on it was on the Commodore yeah. 64 apparently yeah. so I never had one of them <laughs> I just automatically contemptuous for no reason so so, so the last Ninja 3 is off is what we're saying yeah fuck off yep. okay um, now somebody's put Aperture Laboratories on there now that isn't uh, that's not a game dead. and if Atari can't be on there Aperture can't be it's on there cool. nope it's take cool. it off but it's not a game so it has to come nope, take it off <laughs> And then the final thing on here, right, is uh, Richard Webster's picture from the meetup of a yeah. bicycle with nothing yeah. on it. I think that keeps... That gets to stay. <laughs> first, thing, first thing I saw getting off the bus at Manchester VG Meet is put as the comment on it. Nice. Yeah, that stays. And I'm like... Because that meets the criteria of blowing the games <laughs> industry away. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, why is that? Do you know when you see something like, why is that? It's like so random. Uh, anything Richard Webster puts on the wall is immediately accepted. <laughs> but anyway, basically what will happen is we don't really have to take these off because as people put more stuff on it, it covers up the stuff that was already on. So I'll just keep an eye on it and just write down what gets added and we'll just discuss it every How do they get to it? Uh, right, okay, there's a link on the Facebook, there's a link in the forums, and I was going to ask Duke if he could put a link on the website blog. For. Do you want to be my friend on the Facebook? Do you want to be my Pinterest on the blog? Yeah. Yes, I will put a thing on the blog. What, on the side, you mean? Yeah, if I find a better one, I'll let you know. If I find something that's... Pinboard for you. you. Yeah, more usable than this. But this was quite good because it was free and stuff. So it was, it was kind of a good one. Because we like free things. That Pinboard for you. So yeah, so get yourself over to the cool video game board and put your video cool video games on there and then we'll discuss whether they should stay or whether they should go each week. No penises, please. No penises on... Hey, hey, hey speak video. for yourself. Well, actually, there are rules about... Please list obscene, penises. Yeah, obscene photographs on there. What know? about a game that had to do with penises? No. The penis game. No. No games. And with you're penis. a hater. I'm not a hater, I'm just... Haters gonna hate. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Twitters, we've got the Twitters. Twitter it. I should make a song for that. No, you like should. A... You yeah. should. That would be pretty cool. I'm gonna play it. 
Hit it! Saw a pretty girl just the other day. She yeah. and she smiled, walked across my just way. Kidding. I couldn't figure out just what to say, yeah, so I Twittered it. Twit, 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 twittered it. Twittered it. Twit, 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 twittered it. That's what everyone does now. They Twitter. They don't tweet anymore. They Twitter. Twitter. Um, so anyway, we've we've had off school Dugaraw said, uh, love the show this week, fellas, and understand Manic Minor is different strokes for different folks. And that's what he says about Different strokes it takes. Different strokes. Uh, Quick. Turtle502 Turtle said, uh, the second that Veteran Gamers podcast I'm listening to in three days, I might really overload. Hey, we didn't talk about your interview. That was yeah, well, I'm coming to that. Right, no, I mean, shout out, shout outs. That's for shout outs. Uh, SLA no. Susan Linden Hall no. said, "Who's going to be the hamster?" When we were talking about the cool board, because obviously that's uh, one of the people off Top Gear, um, Richard Hammond. What? So he's a guy called Richard Hammond, and they call I him. Totally Hammond. cut that dude's head off. What? Yeah. Anyway, it's always saying. Yeah. So the woman's head off. That's just normal conversation. Yes. Um, David A wanted to know what the podcast feature and then he found it so that's all done so that's good and now I don't get this so uh, I'm hoping someone can enlighten me but Daniel Metric piece said listening to talk about MTG does anyone know what MTG is Mm. I've got two of them on the Xbox Bousy and me play and can give some tips I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Uh, Magic the Gathering. Ah, of course I should have known what that was. Duh, what are you stuck? Duh, duh. Uh, you see, but right I, in front I, of you, I, you can look it up. I've got it on the PS3, unfortunately, so that's a problem. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I should talk to them, though, and see if they can give me some tips, because I've still not really any idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, SLH said, uh, Stu... I've been up your way this evening attending an event at Ribchester. I did wave in your general direction. Is that what we've been waiting for all this time? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Anyway, I replied, thanks for the wave, lol. Uh, We go to Downham uh, out that way. They film Whistle Down the Wind there. Is anyone know the Whistle Down the Wind? No. Whistle Down the Wind. Jesus, Jesus, you know Jesus in our barn. Anyway, well, there's a piece of trivia I didn't know. I like that film. Jesus is in our barn. So there you go. Yes. So there you go. So yeah. So there. So thank you for that. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's, a, a, very, it's a very old film. Uh, Daniel Metric piece said, "Suck a raccoon's anus." Oh my god, laugh my ass off walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah, listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, and obviously we retweeted all the um, the stuff from Minecraft that we talked about last week. We couldn't figure out just how to say. We've it. had three people ask how to get onto the Minecraft gate service. So I just keep saying you've got to join up at the site and ask for an invite if you want to get on it because that's yeah. What... So we had quite a few people, uh, which was uh, uh, Ra Finch has asked, and a couple of other people. Yeah, that. Ra Finch sent me a message, and he's in there. He's in the Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, Kind of club. And then SLH told us Mist, the real Mist is now out for iPad. <gasps> yeah, which Duke's not yeah. about in the least, apparently. Nope. And then that conversation went on for ages. And then Mark Hamblin, just very sort of an hour ago, tweeted about the... Have you seen this game collection on eBay? That's It's every Nintendo game ever made that someone's mm. amassed. And the, the current bid is about $1.3 million or something. Good God. If I believe if I'm, if I'm, does that include Famicom games? It includes every apparently it's every Nintendo game made. Every Nintendo game, pff, 
Call me when you get Famicom. Yeah, it's one. It's one million two hundred thirty thousand six hundred ninety-nine point nine nine dollars. Is the uh, is Stu, the, the are you ready to read that number again? Chad Gordon wipes his ass with six. With go ahead. With the number. With one million two hundred thirty thousand six hundred ninety-nine point nine nine dollars. Very nice. Uh, but it ended oh, surprisingly well. That was the final bid. That's what it ended up. So that's what it was sold for. And the the shipping alone is one thousand two hundred thirty dollars. To have okay. it shipped to your address. So somebody somebody has made an awful lot of money from collecting every Nintendo game ever made. I don't get you excited, Stu, but it was me. No! Chin! So, chin! Tricks are on me, dudes! Yeah, so that is kind of... Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid. I mean, how would you, how would you even ship that? Because it'd be like... You'd have to have, like... Uh... <laughs> it was very funny just now imagining that you use the word shit instead of ship. <laughs> how, did how did you even shit? <laughs> uh, but you'd, have to, you'd almost have to have, like, a cargo container just for that, wouldn't you? Just... It still works. It's still a cargo container. <laughs> yeah, it costs so much. Welcome, new so listeners. To fill a cargo container with shit. Um... <laughs> So there you go. So thank you for the Twitters. So that's it. That's all. That's right. Okay. Uh, shouty, shouty, shouty outs now. Shouty, shouty. Shouty. It's time for a Colbert Report shout out. Hey. hey! <laughs> uh, well, I'll start off this week and I'm going to shout out uh, Smudge Cat Games and David Johnston from Smudge Cat Games. And also, just to let people know that. When my new graphics card arrives, graphics I will comes. probably play Gateways and give it a whirl. I'll be able to play uh, Gateways on my PC. Uh, so, yes, I'll probably give that a whistle along with Quantum Conundrum, are the two games I'll probably play, and The Arrester, probably. So that's what I'll probably be the first two or three games I will buy for my PC. Will you play it? Will you Twitter it? I might Twitter it. I might Twitter it. And, yeah. So yeah, so that's what I'm probably going to do. So yeah, so thank you to David, and he was a really nice guy, and the interview went really well. I thought he was really yeah, good. He looked a very nice man. It was a very nice man. Um, so yeah, check out The Adventures of Shuggy, though. It is really quite... Wow, 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 he's a very nice. <laughs> which I think just got missed, unfortunately, which is kind of sad. And when he was talking about it, you could understand why. Um, so yeah, Adventures of Shuggy, it's a cool little platform, 2D platformer that you could look. Is it about the former CEO of Death Row Records? No, but each level has a different uh, dynamic and mechanic. That's kind of good. And Gateways does look kind of cool, and Duke couldn't play it because his Mac PC hybrid thing doesn't run it. If I get a copy of Windows 7, I might be in business, but not right now. Right, okay. If anybody has a copy of Windows 7 that they don't need, hook me up, yo. Windows 7, talk to me. Yo, 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 yo. And I'd just like to, I guess, shout out everybody who's been Twittering and Facebooking us and commenting on the stuff and all those people who support everything we do because it's really cool. And without all that stuff, we wouldn't be doing this stuff. That's right. Uh, Final thing we have got, and I know you like playing this sound clip, we have got two new iTunes reviews. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you do that on purpose? That's kind of yeah. <laughs> yo, 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 y
There you go. Uh, the first one's from All Praise to Me. Uh, it says, brilliant, five stars, funny, clever, and always entertaining. That's it, short and sweet. Thank Great. you. I like it. And then the other one's from... I hope they don't start charging for this. Yeah, Ian Williams, uh, best gaming podcast around, five stars. I've reviewed this podcast before when it was the 035s. I thought it was time for another visit. This is an excellent show full of clever wit and clever banter, not normally found in your average podcast. I, for one, have been listening since the very first episode. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that is craziness. It's a long time. Wowzers. So, massive shout-out for you. What are you doing? Yeah. And I would be lost without my weekly dose. The discussions were always entertaining, and the majority degenerated into a deluge of sound bites or duke shouting. Uh, Don't let me break my foot off in your ass! Uh, Vlados has been in particularly fine form with openly laugh-out-loud moments. Yeah. But please bring... <laughs> this is kind of sad, because you know when you did the in- the second intro tonight, should I say? When you did the second and you played the Surface Lizard bite, it's like, oh, you love Oh, little... Oh, I really miss him. I think he was so... I liked his little bits. I thought they were kind of cool, but anyway. He says, bring back Surface Lizard and some more interviews and guest appearances. I was sad to miss the meetup last week. Safe to say, if another one is arranged, I'll definitely be there. I do hope you all keep up the good work. My life for one wouldn't be the same without you all. Ian W99. And that, I said, you know, that's a really nice review and a nice thing to say. So. Yeah, it's a shame it's the last show. <laughs> yeah, well... Or if all the rumours surrounding iPhone operating 6 are true, you might have to be paying for this in a couple of weeks' time, <laughs> apparently. No, we'll find something else. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not true. No. We'll, we'll, there's a lot of rumours anyway. We'll, we'll talk about that on another... That would show. be a real... Uh, and that's it for me. I think that's it. And, and thanks to uh, John Mouse for turning up at the play date. The one person. <laughs> <laughs> they were having XEX right in front of the C H I L D R E N. Sex cauldron. I thought they shut that place down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, What's carry on. Bro? I have no idea. But... That's from The Simpsons. When, uh, what does it? Do you really need to ask uh, where it's from? Yeah, really. really? Uh, Principal Skinner and Mrs. Crabapple were uh, in, making babies in a closet. We'll tell you a word for it. Anyway, yeah. do shout outs. Right. We have a new member, PG Tip 77. Yay, welcome. Yay. We have a new VG Hub affiliate, PlayStation Radio UK. Yay, welcome. Uh, SLH, she said, what Stu didn't mention was that I do like your history pieces at the start. So there you go in your face. Uh, no, 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 uh, just reading off Wikipedia. Whatever. I'm still awesome. And uh, Sunday's play date is Full House Poker. And then we're going to miss a week because I'm going on a little vacay. Yeah, so, vacation. Uh, we need to get yeah. a Christmas center. I've got someone in mind. You know, you can't replace me. Actually, if you had a monkey with a, sitting in front of the soundboard, you'd just we be can't like, be The interesting thing about that is... But we, we can get a standing. It's not going to be up to exactly the same quality, but it'll be different. You know, we should yell a lot. Yeah, well, we've got someone who maybe doesn't yell a but can be quite well, But look, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to I'm going to ask Johnny Fartpants to join us again because he was kind oh, of. I'm making the right sound effect, man. Yeah, you are indeed. Yeah. So that's uh, that's who I'm going to ask. I haven't spoken to him yet, and I need to just confirm dates with you. So I know when to ask him to pop along. And shout out to Enzo, the guy I beat by seventy nine and a half points and go woohoo! That's it. You're talking about that go thing again that we have no idea what you're talking about. Well, maybe someday. And is there any real chance he's going to be listening to this podcast and he say that? Whatever. You never know. Well, maybe. Uh, Chini, over to you. 
Okay, well, you didn't mention about the play that was I, at one point, you left your PC um, when we were playing Left 4 Dead, and I was controlling two infected PCs <laughs> oh, nice. uh, against four human players, and I won. So, take that, and I bet oh, you know, that Mike Vasey and Mike Hardman and uh, Andrew Gold and everyone, I bet them all. Um, and they all thought that it was the computer. I was like, no, they're both me. They're, I'm, both, I'm doing them both. So, I rule, is what I'm saying. So you did a split um, screen, did you? So you can... No, no, I was moving the swivel chair from one PC to the other. <laughs> yeah. I was sliding over. That is yeah. kind of... That boy's intense. Yeah, uh, so, uh, uh, this is game-related, but this is kind of, like, funny. A, a person that we know through work and stuff, um, well, it turns out that, well, we found out that he's a professional footballer, or he was a professional footballer. And, uh, really? yeah, yeah, he's, he was a professional footballer. And he wasn't, I mean, he played in the Premier League. He was a very good football football player at one point. Uh, but he he broke his leg and he, you know, he, he was in injury and everything. But, he, you know, he, uh, there's pictures of him on Google, um, tackling David Beckham and all this. And, yeah, he's, he was he was the, the real deal. And we found out that, you know, he he was pro. And that the funny thing was, uh, my mate Matt, he, he plays a lot of football manager. And he didn't realise at the like. I mean, we've known him for a while, and I, I was the one that told Matt because I found it, you know, a while ago. But I just forgot to mention it. Oh, Marvin. His name's Marvin Robinson, by the way. I said Marvin's. Uh, he's a he's a, he was a pro footballer, and Matt was like, was he? Oh. And he's like, yeah, he was. And then he put two and two again. And he says, I used to sign him in pro uh, football <laughs> manager all the time. So nice. we text him. Well, Matt texted him saying. I've just found out that you was a pro footballer. I used to sign you all the time in pro manager, football manager. And then he texts back saying, yeah, I used to sign me as well. So <laughs> I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, that is kind of funny. Another thing uh, that I'll share there is, um, yeah, I'll share, I, I was working in Telford, right? I was doing some work for Telford Council. And uh, I was just sitting there doing some stuff. And guess who walks past? Andrew, uh, right. Andrew, Andrew Gould yeah, oh, just walks past me and goes, I saw you last Saturday. <laughs> yes, I know. What are the chances of that? And then the woman who I was working with at the time was like, so how does he know? Yeah, this is going to be a very funny story to explain. So, um, but like, she was like, oh, okay. And then just moved on. Clearly didn't really understand what I was talking about. Oh, that is... Kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, I had to walk past him quite a few times. And uh, yeah, so he's, he was there. And I actually saw him again. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I was talking to him. And I was talking to John, John Mace as well. And we should all really get together a lot more often because we all live very close. Uh, yeah, you do. So yeah, we haven't really got much of an excuse. And we, to, to be fair, there's a few people in my neck of the woods as well. Well, um, Mr. Hardman. Yeah, he right lives next. 10 minutes away from me. I tell you, Mr. Hardwick, he's, he's, he's a trim guy, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. ex, he was in the army, I think. Yeah, but he still doesn't look old enough to drink in a pub. <laughs> he, was, he was in the army, like, and he's, 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 he could probably run a, a very long distance, I reckon. He's a, um, he was a cool guy. Everyone was is cool. Is he the guy who was do, who's done all the marathons and stuff, or is that someone else? It's probably him. There is someone who does, does marathons and stuff, and they always say that they listen to the podcast when they're doing the marathon. Well, he knew his podcast because he listens to both the, like, the two that I'm on, and he's just. And we start. We was talking about it about your podcast, Duke. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I can do Juice Podcast. I listen to that religiously now. I like Mark it. Mark Hardman said, like, I, I, I listened to my first episode on the way up, and he's, he's like, Duke's, like, really clever, and he... And I was like, yeah, I know. I t- I've told Duke many times that I feel very stupid around him, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we was, we was talking about your uh, podcast. So, Mike, um, everybody was nice, you know. Uh, Susan was nice. Andrew was nice. Not Richard Webster. He was a prick, but, uh, like, yeah, you well, know. He was a Mike little Mike was nice. I've never been surrounded by so many Mikes before. Like, Mike <laughs> isn't that much of a... What do you mean you sat in front of one every Monday? Lol. Uh, so, yeah, I, I only knew one other uh, person called Mike. And uh, he was at my school called Michael Forrester. And everybody used to call him Forrester, so it wasn't that weird. But everyone... Uh, that was surrounded by two mics. It was cool. Uh, was yeah. a very successful radio announcer. Yeah. Yeah. Two mics. Two mics. I got it. So, yeah. It was great. I, I enjoyed myself. It was a good day. Yeah, it was. It was an excellent day, you know. So... It was very good. good. And if we have another one, you gotta turn up to that one as well. Yeah. Everyone's gotta yeah. come back. well I think to be fair, I think this one went very well and I think more people will turn up, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, we maybe get a few more people turn up. A few more people. Yeah. So yeah, so hopefully that'll be what happens. Um yeah, sorry, it was Paul. You still Hurt. have your badge that Jamie made? I do. Uh, it was Paul Hurt, by the way, who does the marathon. So apologies ah. to you, Paul. It wasn't. It wasn't Mike. It was Paul. Uh, Mike was thinking, "Do I run marathons?" I know he's thinking, "What marathon? What's it?" Well, he, he, he was talking? definitely in the army. I think like, he, he, he was. Yeah, he, he's in the army of some sort. So yeah, extra little shout out for you there, Paul, for running your marathons, and yeah, but for me making a mistake as to who it was who did the marathon. There you go. Uh, and. Uh, is that it? Is that everyone? Has everyone done them? Are we all done? Um, so. The only the only other thing to mention, I forgot to mention, is uh, obviously just stop it, stop it, stop it. As as we were talking earlier, you know about Andy Murray who got in the Wimbledon final, and that's the reason no one turned up to the play date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he was being interviewed on News Round, which is like the children's version of the news, right? They have the specialist news for just kids, and they were asking him what his preparation was uh, before he had a match, and part of his preparation was to play video games. Yeah, that's what he said. And also, I don't know whether you know this, but he broke up with his girlfriend, and part of the reason she cited him for breaking up was because when he wasn't playing tennis, he was playing video games and didn't pay her any attention. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the reason she said she she split up with him because if he wasn't playing tennis, he was playing video games. <laughs> so good on you, Andy Van. That's a way to do it. All of a sudden, I've started to lock this man. Yeah, yeah. So there I'm not, I've never really locked Andy Murray, to be honest. He always looks like he's just been caught masturbating. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's always got that kind of weird expression on his face. That is the weirdest comment I think I've ever heard. He's always like, oh, oh. <laughs> he's got no charisma in him at all. Oh, my God. Andy Murray looks like he's just been caught masturbating every time. He always seen. does. He's just got like that <laughs> sour face. Oh, my Cheer God. Cheer up, you miserable bastard. <laughs> Look, you'd be unhappy if he kept getting beaten in Grand Slam. Oh, really? If I was loaded? Oh, yeah, he's definitely loaded. I'd lose every week. <laughs> anyway, on that on that note, I mean, we need to get the hell out of here. Duke has already fallen. So <laughs> a pretty girl just the other day. She winked and she smiled, walked across my way. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? Wild you. Wild you. Wild you. Wild you.
I think that should be the new outro. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I have got a question for you, Chini, right? You know you said Andy Murray looks like he's always been caught masturbating. Yes. How do you know what someone looks like when they're caught masturbating? <laughs> uh, he just always looks like he's caught doing something bad. Like, well, you know, you use... i talk about this on his new album. You use the phrase. <laughs> just asking who you've caught masturbating, that's all. Well, you know. Can he, can he say, his, say Stu, your grandmother? What? <laughs> What? What? Chitty were to say to Stu right now, your grandmother I caught masturbating, that would be very funny. <laughs> no, that would it would just be sick and weird and twisted. And impossible. All they would teach and you in, to ask and in, questions. And impossible as both my grandmas are dead. <laughs> you require a three-bedroom bisexual house share in Walthamstow. Is that correct? Do you know, I thought Chidi's comment about Andy Maru is the weirdest comment we've had all show, but that one takes the biscuit oh, out. No, if, somebody, if somebody starts stepping up with stuff, then I'd be like, hey, your grandma. That's just the only <laughs> yeah, but that's like going from like the, the, the least offensive comment to the worst in one step. Well, that's me. I'm American. <laughs> you know, it's not like the Monty Python sketch where they eventually I lived in a hole in the road. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I used to get up in the middle of the night and clean the lake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Punk rock goes like this. <laughs> I don't know what the f***. I've never listened to Rush song the whole way through. What? I find it adorable that you find that so funny. I just don't find it that funny. It's just very loud and annoying. Well, that's me. He's on sorry. Oh, my gosh. Go to lunch. Uh, no, I don't really feel like going to JJ's. We can go anywhere. Your choice. I'm, I'm buying. Can I get apps and zerts? Zerts are what I call desserts. Tray trays or entrees? I call sandwiches Sammy's, Sanduzzles, or Adam Sandler's. Air conditioners are cool blasters with a Z. I don't know where that came from. I call cakes big old cookies. I call noodles <laughs> long ass rice. Fried chicken is fry fry chicky chick. Chicken parm, <laughs> chicken parm parm. Chicken catch a tort, chicky catch. I call eggs pre birds or future birds. Root beer is super water. <laughs> Tortillas are bean blankies. And I call forks. Food rakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Look, ladies and gentlemen. What is that from? Z's on Sorry and this show, Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation is a good show. Y'all might want to check that out. That is funny. I've never heard that before. Oh, my gosh. Forks and yep. food rakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>